Thanks for listening to another episode of SNTR Presents. If you want to support this podcast directly, you can go to anchor.fm slash SNTR Presents to support it with a paid membership. You can do the same thing on my main channel at SNTRlive.com where all the videos get posted. As always, enjoy the episode. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. If you're looking for any of the topics from the thumbnail or the title, we use timestamps in the description. This is a live stream, so it's usually about a four-hour stream. A lot of back and forth and discussion. You're going to want to be here if you are a paying member or if you want to submit a question, maybe update to a paid membership so you can be involved in those submitted questions that end up on the screen. Now, anybody can come in and talk in the chat as long as you're a subscriber to the channel. Subscribing is free. Make sure and hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you don't miss these live streams. We have trimmed down to just three topics a day. We thought maybe four was a little too much. We're going to continue with the same format. We're just going to maybe adjust how much we decide to cover in a given stream. And today we are talking about how Call of Duty cheat vids did get taken down in one of Activision's efforts to slow the tide of cheating in their game. We're going to be talking about that. You know, what is cheating doing to the industry, so many of these games coming out, you know, there's a lot more on the horizon even this year that could be, you know, in jeopardy with how many cheats are out there. And now console cheating is a thing that could really, really change a lot of people's opinions about whether or not they even want to play these types of games if something can't be done. Secondly, we're going to be talking about Witcher 3 getting new DLC. I th- This is a little unexpected. Uh, that game's been out for a long time, but there's a next-gen version of Witcher 3 coming out, and in conjunction with The Witcher Season 2 on Netflix, they're going to be adding things to the game to coincide with that, actual items from the show, so fans of the show, I'm sure, will be very excited. We will definitely be checking out The Witcher 3 when the next-gen update hits. That's one of those games we probably will never be able to finish on stream, just takes way too long, but we love to showcase gameplay here on this main channel, as well as trying to show off indie titles or newer titles over on gaming. Uh, If you guys missed Human Fall Flat on Friday with Hilly, you really missed out. It was a riot. You can go watch that over at SNCR Gaming. We're also going to be talking about Titanfall's slow death, and this isn't supposed to be like, oh my gosh, Titanfall's dying. What I mean slow death is it's kind of impressive that the game has been going as long as it has, but it's having a bit of a slow death because of what people are doing to it. Hackers knock it offline all the time. It becomes, you know, virtually unplayable. And recently... Players took sort of a revenge tactic, I guess, to to get respawn, uh, get their attention, uh, and they took down Apex and said, you know, save Titanfall. Uh, Respawn had some commentary about just how many people are still working on Titanfall. We'll be looking at that to kind of break down why exactly this game's still around and why it just refuses to die, but it's going to continue to probably be a slow death. Now, the focus topic today is obviously just live Q&A and discussion. Make sure you're here. Make sure you're hitting the subscribe and the bell button. Smash the like button if you haven't already. That's a great way to ensure the video does well uh, and we meet new people. And and let's do a little bit of a recap. We, we tried some new things last week. You can see there, there's two different thumbnail styles that we tried. Now, this doesn't have anything to do with you if you're here every day. If you're here every day, the only thing you need to know is you're getting more of what we were previously doing. We're doing more Q&A than we were previously. And the reason we want to do that is because 
we feel that makes the conversation more organic and also a little bit more dictated by you the viewer so we tried you know the one down here next to me with like the little bubbles and just at SNTR presents live then we tried the, the, the up in the middle here the sort of busy one and while I really like that one up in the middle we're trying to navigate exactly how we meet new people on YouTube. Most people on YouTube are looking for uploads and we do something very unique in that we do a live discussion format for four hours where there's a lot of back and forth and we have structured Q&A. So we're, we're, we're wanting to position ourselves in a way where we meet people that are looking for that. So if you've got ideas, if you know of other people that do this sort of thing, you know, always you can always float those ideas past us. I really liked today's thumbnail because it does a couple of things. I believe it sort of showcases the three things we're talking about. So whatever you're interested in, you can quickly zero in on. If you're super interested in Titanfall, what what do you mean a slow death? What's going on? And then the other two there as well. So every day you should be getting this week. I don't think we're going to really break from this that much this week. We're going to really try to run it. I, I feel like we've landed on something good. If you're a subscriber... Every day you should see that hit your feed, hit your updates. If you hang out in Discord, it hits the announcements. And then you'll know exactly what the next day is about. Now, if you're a paying member, you can submit questions early. So you'll have plenty of heads up as to what the topics are. Lots of people that are interested in Call of Duty probably don't care you know, a lick about Witcher 3. Call of Duty and Titanfall probably have a lot of overlap. But you know, just recently, we covered a lot of things with Sony... We covered a lot of things with Xbox and various games that you may not be interested in. The thing that you can kind of, you know, really, I think, hope in and anticipate every day, which is a great reason to show up, is that, listen, we're going to be covering so many topics. There's bound to be one that interests you. So get here, get here early and get those questions submitted so you don't miss out. And that way you can be first in line. We end up with a lot of repeat questions, usually in the latter half of the show. So when you're here bright and early, right now in the chat, if you've got a question about Witcher 3 getting DLC, Call of Duty cheating and the cheating videos getting taken down and Titanfall's continued slow death, submit those questions in the chat with the question command. If you're not a member, hit join or use the join command. That way you can join in the discussion. Now we did play Dark Souls uh, 3 to show off the FPS boost on the Xbox, I, I I thought that turned out to be a very fun stream. Uh, you know, there are elements of Dark Souls that get a little frustrating for me. It's not that I lack the skills; I lack the patience. I said I said when I was playing it, it's like death by a thousand paper cuts. It's all those little runbacks where where frustrating things happen and things don't quite go your way, and that's what really chisels away again, uh, at my endurance. And so we want to start showcasing more of those types of games here. I have Dark Souls 3 on my PC that we can obviously check out and play. And then we dove into Demon Souls on my PlayStation 5 to check out the remake a while ago. And also there was a time, a long, long time ago, where we were playing some Sekiro so if you like that kind of content and you like those kind of games be sure to keep your eyes out for those scheduled streams throughout the weeks to lead up to Elden Ring but today we're playing Ghost of Tsushima on this channel I love the game and you guys really supported that stream uh, the last time we did it it, it was a good turnout and it, it, it got good support and there's nothing major dropping right now today now we've got some other things coming this week and in the coming months there's some nice titles that we're going to be able to check out on this channel over on SNTR Gaming we're going to be checking out Arcade Geddon 
I don't know if you're supposed to say it arcade again, but it's arcade Geddon. And it was a it's in it's in early access on the PS5. Not a lot of people know about this, so we wanted to showcase that over on SNTR Gaming. Right now you're on SNTR Presents, and we have SNTR Shorts, and we have SNTR Gaming. And the reason that we do that is we want to give you the opportunity to have a wide variety of content. And I'm not doing shorts right now. If you guys are used to getting those shorts, I did a couple shorts over the weekend, and we wanted those to kind of be for members only. I I don't know if doing a talk show and gameplay and a short video in the evening is the right approach. I think that's too much. That's too many different types of content. Just doing a talk show and doing gameplay is a little different than most people are are used to. But if you're more accustomed to uploads, you should really check out our SNTR Shorts channel. You can see it here. It's just chock full of little short segments that I do on the stream while I'm streaming, but they're only four minutes or six minutes long. Most of these are probably going to end up being four minutes. We're moving away from doing a focus topic. They'll only be six minutes if I really get on a tear or a rant about something while I'm recording. But... SNTR Shorts is a great way for you to get a steady stream of those short little segments if, if live streams aren't really for you or maybe your schedule changes and it's just easier for you to watch those videos. We would love to see that channel continue to grow. It's, it's closing in on 5,000 subs. It's been doing great. Creature handles all of those uploads. And then SNTR Gaming should start to see more regular content. Recently, you know, cracked over 5,000 subs over there. That channel is so much fun. Arcade Geddon today, uh, and then we've been trying to feature indie titles, and so we did uh, We did Thief. That was actually a, a, a request. If you're one of the members that do game requests, we throw them over there. Demon Skin, then Ender Lilies. If you want my thoughts on those, you can watch those. They're only an hour long. One hour indies is something that we're wanting to try to do on a regular basis. And then Human Fall Flat with Hilly was on Friday night. That was an absolute blast. You guys want to make sure and check that out. And then later today, we'll be checking out arcade Geddon. so th- that before we get to all that though the docket for today is pretty full as i already said call of duty cheat vids got taken down uh this is obviously something that is is one effort that they're attempting you know to use to slow down cheating and then witcher's getting some dlc to coincide with the next season of netflix as well as with their next gen version of the witcher and titanfall just continues to try to stay in the ring even though it's experiencing a bit of a slow death. There's a variety of ways to support the stream. The question command is available to all paying members. So over there you can see the join command. Use that join button or join command. It's only $5 a month. It supports me in a huge, huge way. It's a direct way to support this channel. Everything else on the channel is basically free. Just hit subscribe and you can talk in chat and get all of the content. We're only going to be doing things for members if we feel like it's just a better fit. Like those short videos in the evening, I'm not sure if those were the right call. Every time I would upload one, people would unsub. I think it just gets kind of confusing to be like, the guy does a talk show, he does a game show, and he's uploading like a TikTok video like in the evening. So we're, we're trying to think through what are the best ways for this channel to have its own identity Uh, but still gets you guys those alerts and those notifications of like, hey, here's what's going on tomorrow. So when you become a member, you'll get the short video in the evening and you'll get to be able to take advantage of the question command. It's already off the screen, but the shirt command, I got a nice, fresh, just awesome Punisher shirt from 80s Tees. Use that command. It'll take you to the Marvel collection, but you can use code LONO for 30% off 
the entire site. Thank you so much. Every month, so many people using the code over there on 80s Tees. We greatly appreciate it. Got some good emails this morning. We've got some new things on the way, some new sponsors. You guys are going to be very, very excited once that stuff is here. Coffee Command, my wife is dropping off the coffee that was ordered uh, last week on Thursday and Friday. We're usually a little quicker on the turnaround time, but we had some things come up. Her and I went on a date night and some other things. We're just able to kind of like start getting back to some normalcy. And the coffee, we're down to like the final 60 or 70 bags. I'm writing like handwritten notes to anybody who orders uh, the final from the final batch just to kind of celebrate the first batch. The restock of Light Roast is on the way. Dark Roast will be here about a week after that. So we're wanting to kind of celebrate the, the the final the final batch of the of the very very first batch of the Rageless Roast, and I'm writing little handwritten cards for those just to say thank you to anybody who orders uh, from the final little batch here. So the next little batch of commands, Discord has kind of really really gone into sort of a, a sleep state. Not a lot of people hanging out in the Discord. That's probably because a lot of the changes we've made with respect to no longer covering Destiny, but. If there are Discord servers out there that you hang out in and we're not doing maybe some of the things that you like or some of the things that you think that would get you to come in, let us know. Provide us with that feedback. The Discord's open to literally everyone. And if you're a paying member, it's where you can hang out. You can upload pictures of yourself. We've got like a little photo section. We've got places for you to connect to play games with people. And you can submit those questions in advance uh, when you know the topics the night before. So non-paying members are are free to hang out in there in the general chat and then we have all these extra rooms for people that are paying the tip command will allow you to send a tip through the actual network through the SMTR network we do still use Twitter and we've updated some of the merch so you guys are the absolute best I appreciate your support of the show I, I'm excited about this new format even if it takes us a while uh, to get it right I think having more for you to engage with and more ways for you to interact with those questions and answers I, I think it's a really really good fit I'm enjoying them I'm enjoying this, the streams a whole lot more so while we fiddle around with thumbnails don't worry about any of that just show up and we'll have a good time alright get those first 100 likes if we already got 100 likes go for 200 I'm telling you hitting like getting the chat going and being here every morning right when we start is a huge way to support the channel so can't wait to be live on the mic this is a recording so I might have tricked you again alright I'll see you in just a second Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you guys so much for being here this morning. Oh, I bumped the camera. I knew. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Sorry, chat. We uh we had a little mishap. I was I was getting <laughs> the illusion. The 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 magic has been completely broken I was uh I was getting the the PlayStation 5 set up and I bumped a cable and I was like well I bumped something <laughs> I bumped something so we'll see what happens once we go live there we know we now know it was the camera cable so thank you guys already getting some questions submitted about the various topics thank you very much for doing that and uh we we, we've got a lot of things that we have been uh we've been testing out and trying out and one of the things is we like doing q a throughout the entire stream and we we hope that you guys have been enjoying that 
and you can be submitting those questions literally as soon as the stream goes live uh you can also you can also submit those questions the night before in the discord if you are a paying member so good morning feed i see you in the chat good morning chris been opportunity to leave for a month this show and Rageous Roast are getting me through the morning. That's right. Get your orders of Rageous Roast in if you haven't already. My wife has taken some to the post office today. And uh, I'm writing those little like little handwritten cards in there for you. No, that's just what Feed does. Feed does that until I respond to him. It's like our morning ritual. Um, so make sure and get those orders in if you haven't already. We're, we're working our way through the first batch of rageless roast the light roast so we're getting down to like the final 60 bags so if you're listening to this elsewhere ragelessroast.com ragelessroast.com or you can use the coffee command in chat very excited to have that dark roast again as well ratchet kicking us off with the first tip of the day a five spot you have a great start uh you have a great day starting learning again so can't stay up anymore in Aussie but I have to give you a free $5 well thank you so much Ratchet I appreciate that Uh, oh I have a great day you're starting learning again okay understood well thank you very very much appreciate you guys that do tips and all of the things let's let's get over into our scene here uh, just so people can see the topics and they can start submitting their questions We've already gotten two questions submitted. Good morning, Lono. Good morning, real Lono. But is the chat real? We may never know. Yeah, that could all be fake, right? It could be a big elaborate ploy. Uh, yeah, exactly. If you're new and you clicked on the stream, thank you for being here. We try to cover a variety of gaming topics every single day. And we obviously, if if the gaming news gets slow, there's, there's some things that we're going to maybe cover that might not be... Maybe it might not be as interesting to you, but what we try to do is ensure that there is a variety of topics. So today, Call of Duty cheat vids got taken down, Witcher 3 getting new DLC to coincide with Witcher Season 2 on Netflix, Titanfall's slow death, and uh, the, the, the Titanfall's slow death one is actually kind of funny. If you'd have told me this long after the game came out, that I would have been sitting here talking about Titanfall even still being played. I would have been like, yeah, right. <clears throat> Excuse me. I mean, a lot of those games, a lot of those games don't kiss, get past the ninth or the 10th month. You know, right around that time, they just, they, they, they start to decline, lose people, and they, you know, then they move on to the next. Um, so, it's funny. And, and what Bella is saying is so interesting Cheating is getting out of hand in Warzone between hackers, rapid-fire controllers, and recoil control devices like Cronus. Starting to think legit players are the minority. You know what's funny is Titanfall's slow death and the cheating in Warzone, they they have a lot in common, right? I mean, it's it's essentially people that, for whatever reason, are still playing the game, but they're doing it in a way that is destructive that is that is this cannibalistic you know i it, it's one of those things where it's like why why would you do this do do you is this is it rage is it vengeance why are you doing this to this poor game 
You know what? Why would you? Why would you knock a game offline if you love? Now, now, not only that, if you look at what they did to to, to Apex Legends as sort of an act of like vengeance, I guess, of like save Titanfall, you know, dot com, like basically trying to draw attention to the fact that like Titanfall was getting sort of left in the dust. To me, it's like that's such a strange approach to try to get Apex to work on your game. You know, Titanfall 2 is a great game. It needs the support. Well, here's the dilemma. Here's the dilemma, ADJC. Are they making any money on it? Right? They're selling it, and it has a campaign. What are they selling it for? Like 20 bucks now? Right? And then after that, are they making any money on it? And the real question is, the people that are continuing to log in to try to play, are they making any money off those people? Probably not. I mean, when did Titanfall 2... Titan fall to release date when did it release it released five years ago like that's beyond i think that's beyond a reasonable expectation for support i think that i think that stretches beyond what is reasonable five years if we were in the second year i could 100 see being like listen it should be supported this is ridiculous why would you not support your game you know if you're in your second year if you were in your third year, maybe we're we're in the fifth year. I, I just I can't see a company being expected to support a game that that isn't monetized. There's no money to be made. Murph Dog says I think having three topics to a thumbnail is probably the best. Having any more makes it too crowded. All in all, the thumbnails are just on point. I think I think I basically came up with that last night. I was racking my brain. I was like, how on earth are we going to get all this to fit? And then I realized, I was like, wait, we could just split it into thirds, and then each topic has its own section. We'll see. We'll see how it performs today. Um, it's it's obvious when we're not getting uh, we're not getting conversions, but we did learn something last week. Last week actually was just a sheer. It was just a dry week. When the news is dry, impressions go way down so there's nothing we can do about that we're just riding it we're just riding it so i appreciate the feedback on the thumbnail though i came up with that yesterday we've already gotten four questions submitted thank you dracus for submitting a question if you guys are members and haven't submitted a question yet you can you might want to wait until maybe you have a little bit more information in your hands as we discuss this but they came out with a season pass that would bring back players the gameplay is too good problem is adjc apex apex shot that that the sunshine if there was any chance for titanfall 2 to launch a seasonal format that would have gotten support okay now hear me out here support that would warrant them pouring resources into it if there was ever a hope of that happening it's gone now apex probably gobbled up way too much of any of your potential player base there's just no way. There's no way you're going to get enough people. You, you've got... You, you're always going to run into this problem with games that have been out for a while. You will always run into this problem. You're going to have games that have just run their course. They've run their course. There's no hope of, of making money off it anymore. Not only that, not only has the game run its course, but Apex Legends essentially is is sitting there saying, "Hey, we've got we've got a massive player base. We've got all these people. 
Oh, and we're making money. We're generating money. Good morning, Dolphin. Any way you could pull a clip from the content and post it for shorts? Pulling from the short algorithm, showcasing what you do here every morning. We don't have a way of doing that, no butters, because shorts have to be vertical. You will not get on the shorts algorithm unless you're doing a vertical video. And while they performed and, and, you know... monetization was all over the place but it was just like i'm i'm telling you right now i I honestly think they weren't worth it because people are like why am i getting a a tiktok video from a youtube channel i think too many people would subscribe because they dig the show and then get hit with that video in the evening and they're like what the frick is this you know what i mean so the thumbnail lacks your logo however you either have a large thumbnail topics and no logo or you have smaller images with your logo dilemma of thumbnail retention thumbnails job in my mind is to get people in the door not put my logo on it I would love for this to be on the thumbnail and start to become more recognizable because it's memorable I think it's a good logo I think it obviously represents me but no one's no one the whole point is to meet new people new people don't know who who that guy is up there (laughs) you know good morning hilly good morning chronic I'm gonna do a little test here oh I don't have a badge in chat that's weird I have a badge if I comment on stuff sometimes if I go to a YouTube video and comment, I have a little badge. I'm trying to see when we're going to start to see those red badges. You know what I mean? People use shorts for news and updates and such. I, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I don't know if it's worth it. I, like, I, This is the dilemma that we always run into, right? This is the dilemma that we always run into. Creatures like, we need to just do what we do, and you just accept the people that dig the format, right? They just, they, that's what you're supposed to do. Hey, this is what we do. We do a talk show, we do gameplay, and we do a short video in the morning. It's vertical, right? I may try it for another week. I may try it for another week, and we'll only do, like, members-only videos that are shorts on the weekend, right? So we'll see. I may try it for another week, but, dude, without fail, I upload those stupid vertical videos and people unsub. Now, some people might say, who cares? That's your content. People can take it or leave it. And I'm like, well, hold the phone. That's three content types. That's a live show that's four hours, two hours of gameplay in the afternoon, and then a short, like, vertical TikTok-looking video. You know what I'm saying? So, I, we'll see. We'll see. I, I've tried to periodically get feedback from you guys and other people on YouTube, like, hey, do you like those short videos? Do you like those vertical videos? Does it make you bail? Does it make you leave? Does it upset you? Does it irritate you? Whatever. Um... So, now we're starting to get questions. We're starting to get questions. So, what we should do is, is we should switch to the question scene, and let me let me let me pull up questions because you guys, we, we let's get the conversation going, and then we'll we'll probably get a poll going in chat as well. Uh, we'll probably get a poll going in chat as well uh, because we're already we're already getting in, into the questions. So, Doom is coming in with the first question. And this one is coming in about uh, Titanfall dying. And we do have a section down there for off-topic questions. So, Call of Duty cheat vids, Witcher 3 DLC, Titanfall dying, and off-topic, right? Um, As someone who's watched you for a long time, the shorts always seemed out of place and not really your kind of content. Well, before we dive into this question, I have an idea for what we can do we have another channel we have another channel that we're not using right now 
and there is content I want to make that's more personal and more about me and more about my beliefs and all this other stuff and I'm brainstorming on what that would look like and how often I would do it um, but we would use that other channel for it repeat theaters is, is basically no longer a project that we're doing we could not give it enough content for that channel to get off the ground and so that channel's just kind of sitting over there so just know I like making content that's more personal and that's kind of where the shorts and getting that nice podcast microphone was coming so so if you're a member and you want to submit a question use that question command in chat Doom says what do you think is the effect of the hacks on Titanfall 2 and Apex. I'm severely hoping for a Titanfall 3, but I feel bad actors will keep respawn uh, respawn from making it. Responding. <laughs> respawn from making it. That's a good question. Because apparently, okay, so for those of you that don't know, Titanfall 1 launched and did did exceptionally well. It had one of the most stable demos I think I've ever played. It ran exceptionally well. And then Titanfall 2 was obviously highly anticipated. Now, one of the reasons that Titanfall was was so enjoyed was a handful of reasons. Number one, it had that tight, clean feel that Call of Duty had because the guys that basically started Infinity War and Call of Duty and all of that, they went off to do their own thing after kind of a falling out with Infinity War. Now, they make Titanfall, and it's amazing. It, it feels incredible. Do, they do an exceptional job with it. And then Titanfall 2 comes out, and now they've got EA as a publisher. And with EA publishing, they wanted to set their sights on Call of Duty. So they wanted to do basically like a double whammy, right? Thank you so much, uh, Heartless, for doing a drive-by. Appreciate it. Um, and so... The, the 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 launch date of Titanfall 2 was terrible, right? It was basically terrible. They they smacked it in between Battlefield and Call of Duty. So EA and and apparently Respawn was okay with this. Like we've gone back and done the research and apparently, right? You have to use scissors pugs. These bags do not they don't have a pull open. Yeah, use scissors. <laughs> you got cut off the top. It's a really, really nice bag. It's really sturdy, and it's got a good feel. I love the matte feel to the bag, but you do, you have to cut the bag open. <laughs> I would get the bags of coffee from HEB, and I could never get them to pull open. I'd be, like, sitting there going, like, flip, flip, flip. You ever do that with something? Like, you're, like, sitting there flipping it with your thumb. You're, like, flip, flip, flip. You're, like, come on, come on, flip. Like, give me just enough to grab. And I would just get irritated. I'm, like, just get the scissors. <laughs> There is something almost immediately frustrating about not being able to open something that you've purchased. Like if if I if I buy a food product, okay, and it comes in a box, and I open up the box, and then I go to start pulling on the bag, there's always that moment where you're like, oh, it's gonna be one of those, huh? It's gonna be one of those like ticking time bombs of like I have to apply such a such an inordinate amount of of pressure to open this bag of potato chips and it's gonna go everywhere like you know you're like sitting here like come on your hands kind of start to shake you're like, come on come on don't do the thing please and it's like the bag kind of starts to stretch 
<laughs> the bag material starts to stretch instead of pulling apart. Oh, I get so agitated. And the smallest inconvenience at this moment is all it takes. You're like, I got to go upstairs in the kitchen, open the drawer, and get a pair of scissors. I'm down here. I'm on my couch. I got the TV show ready, and I got to go do this thing. Oh, man, that sets me off. <laughs> that sets me off, bro. The one night we had a <laughs> we had a corkscrew on the table just to open like a bottle of wine or something. I took that corkscrew... And I was just like, doom. And I just like punched the bag, like punched a hole in the bag so I could tear it open. I'm like, frig it. <laughs> uh, my five-year-old would try opening the small bag of chips and would typically pop the bottom of it open from squeezing too much. Now that's something I hope you recorded and got on film because that's fantastic. That's exactly, that's exactly what they want to have happen. You know it's going to blow and you almost don't care out of spite. Now the now now here's the other thing. There is a complete different extreme. There's a whole other extreme of food bag uh, that that we haven't really we haven't really discussed yet. It's the ones that open too easy and then like tear down the side. And you're like, come on! Like you go to pull it open and it pulls open so fast and then like it just like rips down the side. You're like, why? Now I can't use this. I have to go get a Ziploc and pour it in like I'm some kind of a caveman that doesn't know how to open food. The worst is the plastic tortilla bags. The plastic is so soft and stretchy and the Ziploc is so strong it's impossible to open. (laughs) Did you get my coffee order? Let me check, Reaper. Let me check here. Let Let me do a refresh on my email. There it is. Thank you, Reaper. We'll try and get that bag tonight. Two bags for Reaper. Appreciate it. Anybody who orders from the last the last remaining stores of the Rageless Roast Coffee, all right? If you order from the last batch here, I'm going to put a handwritten note in the bag. I'm writing these little cards for you guys, all right? So thank you guys so much for continuing to order it, you know? It's 2021, and this is our bag technology. The worst is if there's somebody nearby, like your spouse, because they're looking at you like you're doing something wrong. It's like, this isn't on me. I'm not the, I'm not the one that did this. I'll be like sitting there trying to open it. I'll be like, I'll, I'll say something to my wife. I'm like, I guess they don't want us to eat it. We're just supposed to buy it and put it in the, in the closet, in the snack closet, and it's just supposed to sit there as decoration. They don't want us to get into the food. <laughs> It's the worst. If someone is actively standing there watching you try to open it, they add to the frustration. Just their just their presence. Just them being there. It's like, get out of here. Can you go in another room while I try to do this? Can you just go? The truly despicable ones are where the cut line is either so small or invisible that you end up cutting off the Ziploc. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like... Who's in charge of the bags? Who's doing this? It's like somebody somewhere at the bag factory. Because these companies don't make their own bags. More than likely, there's some bag factory. And they're making all the bags. And there's some guy, there's some nerdy engineer in a room somewhere. It's like, I'll teach him to make fun of me. (laughs) 
<laughs> and he like adds just enough of whatever the material is to be like they'll never open these bags oh this one will split right down the side and then they put the cut line underneath or right on the ziplock it's like whoever you are you are maniacal and it works Every day, there's someone right now angry trying to open up a bag of cereal. And their whole day, their whole day is going to be ruined by it. They're, they're starting their day right now angry because some guy somewhere made the bag terrible. And it's his fault. It's his fault. Th- these are the things I think about. My folks had your coffee sitting in the fridge for a couple of months. Hope it stayed fresh. Oh, it, it, these are these are vacuum sealed bags, man. I'm sure it's fine. Anyway, back to the topic at hand of Titanfall. <laughs> of Titanfall cheaters, uh, the bags come in a flat sheet of plastic, and they are folded over, and the food is put in them, then sealed closed. The type of glue and assembly method determines it all. I'll try to find a vid. Oh my gosh, Gilly has researched this. (laughs) Gilly's like, that's enough, dude. That's enough potato chips in my lap. I'm looking into this. I'm doing some research. It's time to to crack the internet open on this one. Yo, good morning, RT Mayday. What are we talking about? Food bags that either don't open and explode or open too easily and then you like tear it down the side. Like there's no in-between. I gotta tell you right now, when you open something and it opens well, that's like memorable. It's a memorable thing. It's like, oh, this is great. And then the food tastes terrible and you're like, dang it. <laughs> uh, you Did you know that you are in fact the coolest cat in town? I mean, I've not checked the numbers. I have not checked the numbers, but the last I saw that I, w- I was still, yes, I was still ranked the coolest. Yes. Look what I started here. Yeah, it's all because of pugs. Yeah. Gilly now has a video from CNN Business in the Discord. How Frito-Lay makes potato chip bags. It's only three minutes long. I'm not freaking watching that right now, brother. I'm I'm not getting a copyright claim, you know. (laughs) This makes me think of mac and cheese boxes. Press here to open. You press and you press, and the cardboard never opens. Yeah, it's like a prank. Do you see what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying to you. It's like they do it as a joke. They're like, you see this here, this perforated spot? It's never going to open. You could get out a freaking chisel and a hammer, and all you're going to do is dent the box. The box is just going to dent in. It's it's impenetrable. <laughs> it's impenetrable. <laughs> you're sitting there. That would be that would be a great That's a that's a channel. That's a YouTube channel right there. Does it open, right? And you're like, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Does It Open. Today we've got Kraft Macaroni and Cheese, the box the box version, and we're going to test the perforated press here. And you have a whole montage of you like trying to shove your thumb in there and like hitting it with a hammer and like getting out a chisel and getting out a knife. And then you're Richard, ah! you just rip the top off. And you're like, well... Another successful episode of Does It Open? We can safely conclude that it does, in fact, open. We're going to give this an open rating of a 2 out of 10 because I have made a mess in my kitchen and my wife just pulled in. I'll be right back. And you, like, turn the video off. 
<laughs> that's a that's a YouTube channel, man. There you go. Somebody needs to do that. I'm not doing it. I don't have the freaking time. You got to set up a you know a whole lighting camera mic setup in a in a kitchen and make it look really good. Does it open? DIY no DIO DIO does it open? And that's just it. You're just constantly trying to open up packages. You'd never run out of content. There's always something you could open. And then people would make requests. They would know. They're like, oh, this is the freaking worst. This product is the absolute dadgum worst. And they'd have you go to the grocery store and buy it. And then companies would send you their stuff, right? 230. I'm not watching it, Gilly. I'm not. I'm ranting about it. I'm not. You guys don't understand how much trouble it is for me to click on something right now. I've got eight screens open. You remember in the Matrix when Neo like falls asleep at his desk and he's got like a hundred screens open looking for Morpheus? That's what my screens look like right now. I got Discord chat. I got YouTube chat. I got dashboard. I got YouTube. I got OBS. I If I click on anything, I have to move everything around. I'm not watching it, Gilly. No. <laughs> it's, it's awful. <laughs> you guys are like, can you go check this thing out right now in the middle of your stream? I'm like, yeah, hang on. Let me drag the Discord over. Now, okay, now I've clicked on it. Okay, now I got to go to the tab. Now I got to click it. Hopefully it's not on and hopefully it's muted. It's a it's a freaking nightmare. Lono's Morpheus, that's right. There's a guy on YouTube who opened a 100-year-old ration supply of cigarettes and they were still fresh. Well, I mean, trash can't go bad. <laughs> uh, I would apologize to all the smokers in the audience, but you know it's true, so you should quit. Local man gets mad at chat for Lay's bag. <laughs> YouTuber retires <laughs> after un- being unable to open up a bag of chips. That's it. I've had it. I've had it. I'm, I can't do it anymore. And you're just like, you just throw the bag over your shoulder. I hate it when the resealable part of the bag breaks. You are late to the party, Rhett Godfrey. We already covered that, but no, you're right. It is awful. It's awful. Who makes a good bag? That's the ultimate question. We should be supporting these companies, right? Hashtag good bags. This is going to go into a bad... We're going to get in trouble. We probably shouldn't hashtag it, but we should be trying to find companies to support that have bags that aren't terrible, you know? Trash bags are intended to hold trash and they do like a really good job at that right demonetize for hate on chips (laughs) well i mean you don't want to make those snack companies mad because it's a it's like one parent company owns all of it right you go to like the snack aisle you go to the snack aisle and you're like there's like eight different companies but they're all owned by the same company you don't want to. You don't want to make them mad. You won't be able to buy anything. What's good, Sean? Rageous roast, good coffee, bad bag. That's right. Yeah, Rageous roast, scissors not included. <laughs> scissors not included. You gotta open these with scissors. These are these are tough bags. 
They're going to keep it fresh, though. That's over. Whoa! Hey, we should rant about bags and coffee more often. Two coffee orders came through. C Squared ordered some coffee. Thank you, C Squared. And Baker ordered some coffee. We're going to fly our way through the last batch. If you guys haven't ordered any of the Rageous Roast, use the coffee commander. Go to RageousRoast.com. I'm putting little handwritten notes in all of the remaining orders of this last batch. So the re-up of Light Roast is, is I hopefully, I think it's shipping today, and then I'll have it in a couple of days. And then Dark Roast. Dark Roast is like uh, a, a week or so away. I'm interested in that phone case. All right, now listen, listen. Did No, 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 no. Did my wife put you up to this? I swear, if she did, if she tipped off the mods, I this is a freaking, how did you even catch that? Did I go up like this? Anyway. Okay, so my wife upgraded her phone. We got her a new phone for her birthday because she takes pictures and she wanted a phone with more storage. She wanted like the 512 or whatever. And this version of the iPhone has a better camera when 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 you do like this, when you do, so it's selfie cam is better. Now, she has a Lisa Frank case on her phone, all right? So I inherited, I got the hand-me-down. I don't, I don't buy stuff like this for myself, right? I don't. Like, I had a 14-year-old television that you guys had to replace. That's just how I am. And so I was like, well, and I said, so I, I asked the guy, I was like, well, is the camera better? I said, because I do these videos. I said, and if the camera's better. So we looked it up, and the camera was, in fact, better, and so was the battery life. So... I have a Mophie battery case coming for it on Tuesday, tomorrow, and for now I have the Lisa Frank case on there, okay? So, don't give me crap about my Lisa Frank case, alright? This is my wife's hand-me-down phone, and uh, it's actually really, really nice. The battery life is significantly better at it. The only thing I had to get used to was not having, not having a home button. That's kind of driving me crazy. Because I liked double tapping it, and then everything came up, and I could close my apps. This is like some kind of weird, like ninja move with your thumb. It's like you slowly drag up and out. I'm like, what the frick is this? Like, because I don't have, I don't have my home button. I don't know if there's like a. Oh, if you arch it, I just thought of that. Yeah, if you arch it, it's better. If you do like an arch, it's still no. Yeah, it's not consistent. I got lucky on the first try. Yeah, you got to go up and then over. Yeah. In any case, it made me feel old. I was like, I got this newfangled phone. I don't know how to close my apps. And I got a, I got a, a very, we, we, can we, I don't, oh, can we say that I'll get canceled for saying it's, it's a, it's a feminine case, right? Uh, whatever. Frick you. It's a feminine case designed and targeted at women. And I have to use it for a couple of days. I genuinely don't care about that kind of crap. I had a pink case on my phone for a while it was all sparkly I forget why I think it was like we were in between phones and that was the only one I could use I just don't care you bit the Apple Android better I actually have just been using an iPhone for so long that's why I like it I don't like it because I think it's better I like it because it just gets the job done it's like this is great you know it does all the things I need it to do you know and it, yeah, I, funny enough, in the last year, I've made more phone calls than I ever have in my entire dadgum life. In my entire life. 
I almost never used a phone for phone calls. And then I'm on the phone with Creature like every day. Like we're like, he and I are like old school businessmen. We're like, let's get on the phone and work this out. You know, it's not, we're not texting. Okay. Like all you young whippersnappers out there. So that was a really long detour. If you're new to the stream, we talk about all the subjects that are on the screen over there. Or if you saw the thumbnail, Call of Duty cheat vids got banned. Witcher 3 is getting DLC from Netflix and Titanfall is slowly dying. And if you're a paying member, you can submit questions and they show up on the screen. Okay, so do me a favor. Smash the join button like it's like it needs to be punished. Okay, it's a bad button because it doesn't get pressed enough. Become a member today. We have five tiers of membership with a variety of benefits and uh, five bucks is the first tier every month. It supports me directly. You get a, a fancy badge in chat. You get increased access in our Discord, and your questions can show up right on the screen. Now, if we're going to loop back to this question, it's actually a good question, right? So Doom is basically saying, like, is Titanfall 3 in, in jeopardy because of the cheating? Now, according to a report we read like a month or two ago, Respawn has been given the green light for Titanfall 3. Do you guys remember why it was given the green light? Because they added Valkyrie to Apex Legends. And suddenly, Titanfall was breaking... Titanfall 2 was breaking records with its daily engaged numbers on Steam. Like, smashing. It was getting downloaded, it was getting played. Why? Well, it rejuvenated people's interest, it rejuvenated people's care and concern, right? And so... They were, they, you know, they would, they would be going in and they'd be, they'd be playing and getting excited about the game. Now they quickly realized that Titanfall continues to be the victim of hacks, attacks, and DDoS. DDoS stands for distributed, distributed denial of service. It's like, it's D-D-O-S. Okay. Distributed denial of service. And what that is, is that's just shorthand for bad people sending too much information to a server so it gets knocked offline. Servers have to receive information so they're open to the attack and you can't really stop it until it's happening. You know what I'm saying? It's like imagine you have a bucket and the bucket is sitting there waiting to receive water and I just absolutely dump truck water on the bucket. Well, the bucket's going to get knocked away and get spilled over. Why? Well, because the bucket's not designed to receive that much water. It's designed to receive water, but not that much. Like, you know what I'm saying? I back up a flatbed truck and just like open up and your bucket's going to go flying away. And there's no way, there's no way to scale for this because it's so absurd. So that's what's been going on with the Titanfall servers. Now, Doom is basically saying, do you think Respawn's even going to want to do this? Are they even going to want to fiddle around with making, you know, Titanfall 3? This is an excellent question. I I don't know. You got guys from Call of Duty saying, look, this is some of our best work. Some of our best work, Call of Duty Warzone, some of our best work being ruined by cheaters. He used the word hate. We hate cheaters as much as the next person. Cheaters, you should know. People hate you. You ruin good things. You're not a good presence in the world. You are a deteriorating effect. You're a disease. And not only that, you're, you're going to see long-term ramifications here, okay? Because ultimately, businesses have to function like a business. 
and they have to do cost benefit assessments and say are, 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 are we gonna make enough money dope shirt 10 out of 10 thank you this is, this is another one from 80s tees they sent me a fresh punisher shirt i got a really nice star wars one for tomorrow remember use the shirt command and you get 30 uh percent off if you use code lono over there on 80s tees.com thought you were talking about the show cheaters no 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 no, no. sad thing is that cheaters don't care they thrive on destruction right they're like they're the kid that's so bad at the game they'll flip the game board over and run home crying because if they can't win no one can enjoy it they don't care that's the problem with this situation so ultimately ultimately the businesses are going to start to weigh this and they're going to say listen can we make enough money to warrant continuing to do this while also having to pour resources into babysitting children essentially like that's what cheaters create they create this dynamic where a company's going to say listen i i don't i don't know if we can do this man i i really don't what how how are we going to keep this going and, and this, this loops back to ADJC's point this morning. He's like, oh, it's a great game. It deserves support. Do you think the business can afford to care for the game and support the game on principle alone? Your, your principles aren't putting money in the bank. This is, this, is, this, is, this is a good sermon for people who fall prey to cancel culture. Like, principles and, 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 and fake virtue, that doesn't put money in the bank. So stop falling prey to it on Twitter. And in this scenario, it doesn't put money in the bank. They can't subsidize the, the, the support of a game purely on the fact of like, it's a really good game and we're passionate about it. It's, th- that's not a thing. It's not possible. Not only that, not only that, Titanfall 2 is five years old. That's literally what this hacker did. People have done research and found that this was a player that was not super skilled at the game and was ridiculed and has hacked one and two from spite. Right. Just some friggin' child. Some perpetual tantrum. I'm telling you, it's weird to say this, but I'm glad this is what they choose to do with their clear psychological problems. Like the trolls on the internet, you know, the people that mess with me for... How many years now going? Four? Four years going now? It's like, well, thank goodness this is the extent of your insanity because, you know what I'm saying? If not, we'd see you on the evening news because, you know, because you decided that they were doing something terrible was the right choice. Like, I get it's so weird to say. It's like, well, thank goodness you, you're, you're clearly a frustrated boy. I don't care how old you are. You're just a frustrated little boy. You just gotta ruin it for everybody else, you know? Thank goodness that's what they do and they don't go further than that. Because they clearly they, they clearly have a problem. These are these are grown these are grown people. These are adults that make money and pay bills. I'm not kidding you. They're not living in their parents' basement. I, I don't think so. I think a lot of these people have jobs, pay their bills, and then they use their time on the internet to just be an awful person, you know? You can't ban cheaters at an ISP level. ISPs are not going to turn away anyone who's using their service. 
They don't really care if you use their service. Well, now this gets a little bit different though, Sean. What's good? What's good, Captain Bro Beans? This gets a little bit different. If if you have definitive proof that someone is using your ISP to break federal law, well then yeah, they have to step in and do something. They don't they don't have really they don't really have much of a choice, right? They don't have much of a choice. You're going to get canceled for saying cheaters can't be girls. <laughs> I mean, the psych profile here, it'd be like watching Law and Order, right? They're like, I mean, this is this is this is someone this is someone in their mid thirties, you know, frustrated in a variety of ways. They're frustrated, probably a, a mid thirties white male, you know, in 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 suburbia. They're not po- they don't they don't, they don't live in like the fringes because they have to afford internet. They have to afford gaming equipment and all of that, you know. So they're probably in in mid to lower class, thirty something white male. That's what most of these people are, you know. You can call them an incel, I guess, too. Probably that as well leads to a lot of their frustration. Stop describing me. <laughs> All the guys in chat are like, "What the frick, Lono?" <laughs> Man, <laughs> stop me, dude. Stop me. I'm just trying to play video games. <clears throat> Sure, but griefing gamers is so low on the totem pole of law-breaking as to the insignificance of law enforcement. Well, sure, but it's the feds, though. It's the feds. I I don't know, man. I don't know. You gotta wonder. You gotta wonder how long the feds will let this kind of thing go on. Because suddenly, these individuals will start to realize... They could do something else, maybe something worse, maybe target something more uh, more sensitive. And then the feds are going to be really irritated that, you know, hey, we weren't paying attention to this. <laughs> like, you think gaming is, is the problem? Eh, gaming is just the beginning. This is just the beginning of people realizing how easy this is. How many networks are not protected against this kind of thing? Yo, what's good, George, of the 10 spot? Morning, my friend. How was your weekend? It was great. It really, really was. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Thank you guys for being here. If you're new and you haven't hit subscribe yet, you need to be a subscriber to talk in my chat. Subscribing is free. If you'd like your question to be on screen, that's a membership. That's different. That's hitting the join button. That does cost. And uh, we're dealing with Doom's question right now. What we should probably do is uh, something that we try to do is we try to record the vid when it's relevant and right now I think in light of his question I think it'd probably be good to do the Titanfall's Titanfall's slow death uh, video it's pr- it'd probably be a good time to do it um, just because if you guys are unaware what we try to do here is we try to cover uh, we try to cover a variety of of, uh, of content and one of the best ways to do that is to you know periodically uh, you know, periodically do like a little video right and and this is and this is one of the three that we're gonna do today so if you've got questions about call of duty there were some cheat vids that got taken down there were some cheat vids that got taken down you could submit a question about that 
If you've got questions about Witcher 3 getting DLC, go ahead. We'll probably do a poll in the chat in just a moment. But right now, I'm going to talk to you about Titanfall's slow death. Respawn has responded to the ongoing cheating problems uh, and how Apex got attacked as well. And they've responded. Hey, thanks for watching another SNTR short. This one's going to be about Titanfall slow death with the continued hacking problems that have plagued that game if you like these short upload videos hit subscribe and the bell button that way you don't miss my uploads or head over to sntr presents where i do my daily live shows uh, monday through friday now this one is near and dear to me because titanfall 1 was great titanfall 2 had a terrible launch date and didn't ever really get off the ground and it's a bummer that five years later the game is still being uh, enjoyed or people are attempting to enjoy it and hackers continue to take it down now if you're unaware when valkyrie came to apex legends Titanfall 2 suddenly saw a giant surge of interest in both downloads and engaged players, and people were sort of happy to realize, wow, there's a lot of people that still play this game, but not so much as of late as the hacking just continues to play the game, so much so that players recently took it out on Apex and knocked Apex offline with a little message in the game that basically said, go to save Titanfall or whatever the website was. Now, Game Rant reported on this. The Titanfall franchise continues to have an active community that vocally requests Respawn return and develop a third game. Now, I want them to develop a third game, by the way, and because... Valkyrie saw such a huge increase in support for Titanfall 2, Respawn was actually given the green light to make Titanfall 3 if they'd like. According to this report, Respawn, however, appears to have no such plans. It recently confirmed that only this is this is this is the thing we really want to drive home here. They recently confirmed that only one or two Respawn employees continue to work on the series. One or two! Okay? This morning we were debating man they should support this game it's a good game it's been out for five years and people still want to play it and I said listen there's not a lot of money in it anymore there's just no way it's it's been out for too long and they're making way more money on Apex and they've got one or two people working on the game now according to the report the topic was brought up by respawn community coordinator jason garza due to a resurging controversy within the titanfall 2 community to put things simply titanfall 2 is experiencing ddos attacks basically distributed denial of service where they knock the servers offline in responding to the titanfall community's concern garza provided some insight into how respawn currently views the two shooters internally needless to say while his comments are better than saying nothing they're unlikely to inspire confidence in titanfall's future so he was responding to essentially what was going on with the apex getting knocked offline and titanfall being the reason according to garza respawn quote has not forgotten or abandoned Titanfall. He says this with regards to ongoing support for the Titanfall franchise and not with regards to its future, of course. That's also the context for the franchise only having one or two current active employees dedicated to the games. They're focused on addressing the ongoing issues with the game, not preparing it for a sequel. So if you've been kind of waiting for like a Titanfall 3, that he's saying, listen, we've got one or two people basically making sure that the game is is online, Okay. And, and it, listen, listen, ultimately, the future of Titanfall with a Titanfall 3, if you want to read between the lines here, it does seem that Garza is saying, like, we're not making a Titanfall 3, we're just kind of keeping the lights on, and barely doing that with one or two people. So, 
this is a dilemma for respawn from a business perspective number one it's not the greatest pr for a company to say listen yeah our game keeps getting knocked offline we got one or two people working on it but it's not really fair to them either it's five-year-old game and and apex legends is where the money is that's where the new that's where their new community is that's where that's where their resources are being poured into and they have to ultimately go where the money is and same thing for call of duty and all these other games you know that are dealing with cheating right now they're going to go where the money is, and cheating and hacking just might make them walk away. As always, if you like these shorter videos, hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss them, and I'll see you in the next video. Okay, so that's our that's our that's one of our first story recordings of the day that we'll do. We also have Witcher Three uh, DLC. Uh, as well as there were some Call of Duty cheat videos uh, that got knocked offline and so were taken down by Activision. So, what would be a good... Uh, here, let's just do this. Let's just do this. Let's do a poll about cheating in general because cheating is kind of on... It's, it's, on the, it's on the table twice today, all right? Um, has cheating in video games driven you to play them less? to play any of them not gaming in general but just in general I want to know do you just keep on playing are you like forget it I know there's cheaters I'm going to keep on playing has cheating in video games driven you to play any of them less and then you can give examples in the chat are there games that you are playing less now are there games you're engaging with less because of cheating there's a variety of things touching on this this morning and we have a question here from silent warrior 99 about the uh the cheating with cheating rampant in call of duty do you think battlefield 2042 paywall of 70 to 100 dollars is the right approach to deter cheating well i i think the biggest challenge most of the time and i well, man our music is so quiet again Oh, here we go. Spotify isn't going to react to me. Um, I, I hate this so much. I, I'll just turn it up. I'll just adjust the volume as we play throughout the day. I don't want to fiddle with Spotify right now. Um, the, the ultimate challenge with cheating is that there are multiple layers for why and how people cheat. Okay. So, Destiny has a unique problem in this regard. Destiny has an entire economy of what is called recoveries. So, there are people who pay money on a monthly basis, okay? Try to wrap your brain around this, all right? Hey, somebody else ordered some coffee. Thank you so much. Another order from Lethal Injection 6. Thank you very much for ordering a bag of the Rageless Roast. So many coffee sales this morning. You guys are the best. Alright, here, here's the thing. Little, oh, is, is the music a little too loud? Okay, there we go. Alright. The, so, so Destiny has a unique situation. Because people pay a monthly subscription to cheat. And they make money. So they, not only do they make the money back that they're spending on the cheats. The cheating is subsidized. By, by recoveries, okay? They make a profit. So now they actually have a motivation to continue cheating beyond just being a garbage human being, right? They're, 
they're they are in in the most literal sense they are damaging another business to make money right they'd make a great purple platform streamer so that's a huge avenue that exists now does that exist in call of duty and apex and fortnite or whatever does it exist in those games are are there people right now actively paying for cheats knowing they can then turn a profit because these companies that make the cheats are making a ridiculous a lot amount of money or an absolute ridiculous amount of money okay and so that that angle ha- has to be considered okay it has to be considered the second angle that has to be considered is people just like to do this sort of thing trolling on the internet cheating destroying things like the destructive nature of angry people cannot be overstated and so that's an angle now keep in mind all of this is happening and in the midst of this happening cheaters are spreading two diseases okay they're spreading two diseases Number one, actually, they're spreading three diseases. I'll add a third disease. Number one, there are people that will start cheating because of cheating. They're like, I'm sick of this. I keep running into cheaters. It's time to fight fire with fire. I'm going to start cheating. So that disease spreads, which then compounds the problem because more cheaters begets more cheaters begets more cheaters. Also, it increases the likelihood of these other two diseases spreading. The second disease is the disease that I call the sus disease. Everyone is sus. Everyone. You can't congratulate anybody on a snipe or a, or a killer killer run or a great kill or an awesome decision or a good move. Why? Oh, it's sus. Right? Oh, it's sus. I don't know, man. That's kind of sus. You know? And 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 then you can't really enjoy the game and that disease leads to another disease and this disease spreads and this is the one that should be the most concerning to the companies that make the games just just disenfranchisement you're like I don't even want to friggin play anymore forget this I, I can't I can't do it how do you tip me? There's a tip command in their super chat. There's literally a dollar sign at the bottom of the chat box you're typing in, and there's a giant dollar sign on screen right now that says tip, and somebody answered you. So, you, you can't use the question command unless you're a paying member. <laughs> the information is right in front of you that you need. Um, so, y- Ultimately, like that's the bigger question that these companies have got to ask is, are we losing a measurable amount of players because of cheating, which in turn means they're losing money, right? We call the third disease light leap <laughs> Right. Now, I'm going to be honest. Every single one of those diseases... I sympathize and empathize with. I've never cheated in a video game in my life. I've never done it. Not once. I booted up wall hacks in Quake 3 on a private server because we wanted to see what it looked like so we could start to detect when people were using it. 
That was the only time I ever actively had a cheat running on my computer. Me and my buddy went into a private server and we played against each other with wall hacks on. And so we could start to pick up on the clues of when, when someone was using one. And then I uninstalled it and I never used it ever again. Now, the reason that we did this was we were having tryouts for our clan and sometimes people just seemed a little too good. And it was like, I don't know, you add a cheater to your, your, you know, your, your log of players, your, your, your roster, well, that can get you in big trouble, right? And so, but I sympathize and empathize with somebody being like, dude, I've been playing this game nine day for weeks. I'm so sick of running into cheaters. I'm going to, I'm going to cheat. Rank. I sympathize and empathize with that. It almost feels like it's hopeless. It feels like you're being driven to a decision that you don't even truly want to make. Like, you didn't sit down and decide that you wanted to cheat on a Tuesday. You feel like your hand is being forced, right? I, I sympathize with that. I do. Sympathize and, and kind of empathize with that. No, 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 like, judgment. I wish people wouldn't do that because it compounds the problem. It's, it's, it's a form of hypocrisy but as a human being to another human being I get it okay I get it the second and third diseases are very easy to sympathize and empathize with of course you're going to think everything is suspicious because you don't know if a good snipe shot is actually a good snipe shot you don't know if a good play is actually a good play and then the final disease of like I'm not even going to play anymore Oh yeah, I'm that way. I'm not going to play a game for very long if there's a bunch of cheaters in there. We have a poll in chat right now that you can take. Uh, 150 votes just about in 8 minutes. A lot of votes already. If you want to take the poll, it's in chat. Has cheating in video games driven you to play any of them less? Yes or no? Being broke sucks, but robbing is not the answer. Right, like, you take the Aladdin approach, you know? Gotta steal to eat, gotta eat to live. Otherwise, we'd get along like, (laughs) you know, you know, gotta teach a win, gotta win for fun. (laughs) Otherwise, we'd get along like that's the cheaters Disney song. (laughs) Gotta teach a win, gotta win for fun. Like, I, I get it. I get it. You shouldn't do it. But I understand. I get how people get so frustrated and they feel as if they have no other choice. I get it. I do. Right. So, you know, but but. That that ultimately relates back to the question of what Silent Warrior is asking. Is the 70 to $100 price point going to be a big enough deterrent for Battlefield? The only way that that serves as a good deterrent for, for Battlefield, number one, is if they can actively catch and ban people who then feel paying for the cheat and paying X amount of dollars to jump back in is too costly. Not going to do it, right? The other thing in Battlefield's corner is that it's just a lot easier to do it in the free games. Right? It's just a lot easier to do it in the free games. Why am I going to waste my time spending $70 wondering when I'm going to get caught and then my $70 is in the trash, right? So, the price point, that that feels anomalous, right? That feels anomalous right now. In this current generation of games and shooters and online PvP, having a full, full price point on your game 
feels weird. It's like, wow. Now, I even said that that could hurt the game long term. When you get to the second and third season of Battlefield 2042, you could be looking at like, hey, it's it's it, they're they're having a hard time filling the funnel, right? Yeah, they're having a hard time filling the funnel because too many people are like, dude, I'm not buying a full price game and seasons. So it's it's a double edged sword. It could help on the front end keep cheaters out, but it could end up being a snake eating its tail. You get in your second and third season, and then they're not going to have enough players for a lot of the games to fill, and and they're using bots to fill servers. You think that's going to be really enjoyable for people to slam out full price, buy the seasons, jump into play, and play mostly against bots? People are not going to like that. As soon as people realized they were playing bots in Fortnite, it was a big turnoff for a lot of players. They were like, what do you mean I'm shooting bots? Like, I started to wonder, why am I landing in Fortnite and leaving every town with five or six kills against players that were literally running into walls and running on straight lines? Like, what the, what is this? What's going on? You gotta put the exclamation point before the question, Shadow Lemons. So. Cheating in Call of Duty ain't going anywhere. You know, cheating, cheating in, in Battlefield, we'll have to wait and see. The next question is about The Witcher. If you guys aren't aware of this, The Witcher is getting free DLC to coincide with Witcher Season 2 on Netflix. And Dracus Pandora says, I've always been interested in Witcher, but it's been out so long. Can I jump in now with the DLC, or will I be drawn, drowned with backlogged content? Alright, here's the deal. Okay? Every time you play a game like this, you're gonna have broad scope. There's a lot of stuff that they they added, right? There's a lot of stuff that they added. And so that's going to be an issue. Also, even before they added DLC, The Witcher 3 was a stout game. I mean, stout. It is jam-packed full of stuff, okay? So you just got to know what you're signing up for. It would be like going and buying an Assassin's Creed right now, right? You go and buy an Assassin's Creed you know you're signing up for a very full game and a very full map. Raikou78, you have to be a paying member to use the question command. That command automatically populates this form, so we have to have some sort of a barrier or or people will just troll it. So, And then we gotta go and delete questions on the spreadsheet. So, And it's a way for us to kind of say, hey, it's a little perk and a benefit for people that are paying members. We want the membership to go up, so we'd, we'd like it if more people were, uh, were doing that. But, but, I still interact with chat quite a bit, right? Um, you're saying, why is it taking major YouTubers to talk about this after this long? Well, because it hit Apex. Like, Upper Echelon did a video, did two videos recently about this, but it hit Apex, which made it big news. Like, they got, the, the, the people that, that are upset about what's happening with Titanfall, they came after Apex. So... And that and that caused it to kind of make waves. You have to understand something. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to avoid talking about like metrics and numbers and blah blah blah. But that's the game of YouTube, homie. You got to play the relevancy card. You got to play the relevancy card. You got to you got to you got to talk about what's relevant. You know. Imagine releasing the most disappointing game in decades, and instead of using all the resources at your disposal to fix it, you split your teams to plan fan service to a bunch of, well, 
here's the thing, Eugene. I understand what you're saying. Okay? I understand what you're saying. But CD Projekt Red likely made a lot of these split decisions before Cyberpunk fell on its face. And it wouldn't have been effective to suddenly take people off of one project and bring them over to this project, if that makes sense. It wouldn't have been very effective. Because they said, shortly after Cyberpunk launched, they talked about how they were going to be going into parallel development in like 2022 or something, and they were probably ramping up, and this is probably one of the things they're using to ramp up. They're bringing Witcher 3 up to a next-gen version of itself. That is one of the things they're probably doing to test out assets, upgrades, and everything else for the next Witcher game. They can't suddenly detonate those business structural plans to be like, well, the cyberpunk team did a really bad job, so now all you guys have to pump the brakes on that, and we gotta bring you over here to fix this. It would probably be really ineffective. You know what I mean? See Chase with the first membership of the day. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. Your dope and deserve dope stuff. Thank you so much. First new member of the day. Welcome to the Rageless. CD Projekt Red proper is not the one that's handling the Witcher upgrade or DLC. Yeah, they probably hired a company to do the upgrade. More than likely. There are all kinds of companies that do that. They come in and handle the upgrade in the in the, in the quote-unquote port. Right? The first video we did was... Uh, that was the Titanfall one, right? I gotta write it on my piece of paper here. Um... Yeah, I'm excited for the Witcher 3 upgrade just because we'll be able to play it and I, I like that game. I really, really do. Um, but that's what CD Projekt should do to fix the crappy product that they sold. No, I don't agree with you. I do not agree with you. If a big company decides to split and have different focuses and different teams and differ, different internal logistics, okay... That is all based on budget and and prospective projects and everything else. And to have the one team fail, right, to do a good job, and to have the other team basically then have to come over and help with it, you're assuming they even could. They'd be like, we didn't even work on that project. We can't come over and help. We're not familiar with the assets. We have no idea. None of our project teams, project managers, or team leads are even set up for that. Yo, happy birthday, Torchwood. You know what I mean? Like, YouTube's acting like I'm not a member. I can't see the poll, and I don't have the emotes. Anyone know why it says I'm still subbed and joined to the channel, but nothing? I I don't know, Sorcerer. You have, a, you have a, a, an icon next to your name and everything. So... I don't, I don't think, I just, I don't think it's that simple. Don't do, you guys, some of you guys are too smart to do the armchair dev thing. Like, you guys are smart enough to know that you can't go to a company like CD Projekt Red and be like, well, Cyberpunk was really bad. Take everybody who isn't working on Cyberpunk and put them on Cyberpunk. And they'd be like, that wouldn't even be effective. It wouldn't even help with what you're frustrated by. It wouldn't even fix the 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 issues that you have with cyberpunk okay number one if you want my honest opinion cyberpunk is so bad there's there is no quick fix to cyberpunk it basically needs rebuilt it needs rebuilt 
And I don't think pulling people off of whatever whatever amount of employees are working on Witcher, the next Witcher or whatever, or whatever company they hire to do the next gen port update or whatever you want to call it, none of that would have been a magic eraser fix for like, hey, Cyberpunk's great now, right? They were split working separate projects, but plans changed. But again, your frustration or your criticism is built on the presumption that those people could even help with cyberpunk. Do you see what I'm saying? Like you, that that we don't even know if that's true. I'm willing to bet that it's not true. That the that, that the guys that were that worked on Witcher 3 and got bumped over to whatever next Witcher project that they're working on I have severe doubts they could even just jump in and start helping with to, to fix cyberpunk. Any resource they put into cyberpunk at this point is wasted resource. They just need to move on. <laughs> well, now you have the other edge of the spectrum. Creatures like, yeah, just cut just just cut bait, dude. It's bad. Just let it die, you know? If their dev teams aren't flexible or capable, that's a whole other issue. It's not a matter of that. It's a matter of it being effective or efficient. They'd have to come over and they'd have to readjust, completely create up new workflows, new team, new team structure. Your project teams would then have to, your project leads, I'm sorry, and project managers would all have to be acclimated to new workflows that they're not doing right now. I don't know. They should restructure themselves to put them in the best position to fix the poor product that they sold, and that should be first and foremost. I don't agree with that at all. I really, really don't. I think that would be one of the worst decisions they could make would be to suddenly say, let's do everything we can to fix cyberpunk, put all projects on hold, put everything on hold that might generate any source of revenue for ourselves. And let's only focus on cyberpunk, which means, by the way, you have to acclimate people to a cyberpunk workflow that they're not presently in, which is loss of productivity time. If that's loss of productivity time for the people who are probably actively working on cyberpunk, because then they suddenly have to create avenues for their contribution. The team working on cyberpunk right now would actually have to probably waste time that's now lost time that you may or may not may may or may not make up once you have these other people working on the project. Like it's not as simple as just being like, hey, Go switch from a blue jersey to a red jersey. You're on our team now. It's it's not that simple. It the, the structures within these businesses are not built for those kind of tectonic shifts to be like get everybody off that project. Now they need to be on this project. Well, what are they going to do? What are they in charge of? I don't know. Well, somebody has to figure that out. Well, who's going to figure that out? Well, bring people over that can help with uh, world design. And, and refining world design. So get the world design team from Witcher over here. Okay, great. Well, what are they going to do for the world design team? Well, you're going to have to get the world design project lead to funnel them into this. Okay, that means he's taking away from time working on Cyberpunk. Now, now okay, not only that, you got to get the people that are presently working on fixing issues in Cyberpunk's world design team. They're going to probably have to assist with this acclimation and then start sharing the workload so they don't step on each other's toes and create redundancies. So if you don't want redundancies to fully acclimate the world design team from Witcher over to the cyberpunk world design team, you have to stop working on cyberpunk, basically, to do that, hoping that you go through all that and that nets you some sort of a game. 
all because of the ideal of somebody in a chat on YouTube thinking, yes, they should completely restructure their business because Cyberpunk is in such bad shape. I, I can't get behind that. Reckless inefficiency or undue harm for a company because they launched a bad product is not the answer. It's not the answer. Do I agree with the premise that CD Projekt Red should fix Cyberpunk? Yes. They should do it in a way, however, that doesn't put them out of business. Like, they should do it in a way that keeps the lights on. There's a way forward for Cyberpunk. I don't think the way forward is creating inefficiencies and hurting projects that could and will generate revenue in the future to save a limping horse. I don't think that's a good bit. That would be very... You you talk about doing the right thing. They would shut down if they did that. They would shut down. It should be their primary focus, and it's obviously not. Based on what facts? Have you read a single article and internal any internal leaks? Has there been anything that's come out of this announcement about Witcher 3 DLC to indicate that it's not their primary focus? How many people are working on the, the Witcher 3 next-gen upgrade. We don't know. That could be outsourced to another company for all we know. A lot of other companies do that. Like, Bluepoint did it for Demon Souls, and Vicarious Visions did it for Destiny. There could, that, that could, it could literally be handled by another company. Borderlands 2, all of its DLCs were built by other companies. Like, th- 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 this stuff might not even be built by CD Projekt Red. They're just investing in it, knowing it'll create a certain amount of revenue subsidy for the next game, as well as getting The Witcher 3 back on people's radar. Probably helps with viewership of the series, and that probably has royalty shares for CD Projekt Red because it's their intellectual property, and that's good for business. That's good for, you know, investing in the next Witcher. Who knows? Like, I don't, I've not seen anything to indicate it's not their primary focus. If anything, they've done everything they can to focus on cyberpunk. Have you seen the patch notes? Like, Eugene, you yourself pointed out the length of the patch notes a couple of weeks ago. You said the length of the patch notes, the number of things being patched is all the proof we need that this game was not ready. It's bad. It's terrible. And it shouldn't be back in the Sony store. Okay. So that argument stands on a ton of work in order for that argument to hold in order for that argument to hold together logically. Okay. In order for your argument to hold together logically that you made just a couple of weeks ago, you have to you have to accept the fact that they are doing a ton of work on Cyberpunk. If not, then you wouldn't have that laundry list of patch notes to use as proof that the game is in such bad shape. Do you see what I'm saying? You if you if in one week you're going to say, "Look at the ridiculous size of the patch notes for this game." This game shouldn't even be sold anymore. Well, those patch notes... How many games do you see with patch notes like that? Oh, it's, it's unprecedented. That, to me, is a sign they are pouring a lot of resources into it. Got the game apparently back into a good enough state that Sony let it back into the Sony store. I don't know. That, to me, feels like it's top priority. It feels like they're pouring a lot of work into it. And I don't think this Witcher announcement is, is a... Is a is some kind of a repudiation of that like oh no they're not they're not they're not touching they're not doing enough for 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 cyberpunk or whatever so unless you've got some definitive proof or an article or a leak or something i'm i don't want to run forward with the narrative that cd project red isn't doing enough for cyberpunk 
As soon as it can be back on the store, it hit number one on the store, people clearly wanted to buy it. Sure. And Sony apparently thought it was good enough to get put back. You know? I, I Listen, you guys saw, I played it. People were very interested in seeing that game on PlayStation 5. That's one of our most watched streams as of late. And Cyberpunk was the best-selling PlayStation game for June. Now that's unfair, because come on, nothing really happened in June on the PlayStation, so you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, sure, that's 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 impressive, but when you're competing against virtually nothing, it's not hard to win that race. That was literally the only new, that was like the only news for the Sony store in June, you know, that makes it a little bit easier. Ratchet? Ratchet was June? I thought Ratchet was May. It didn't beat out Ratchet. Nah, there's no way! When did Ratchet release? Does that does that WCCF tech say how many uh, copies re- re- released? If it beat Ratchet, then I don't even freaking understand how that's possible. That doesn't even make any sense. Ratchet released June 11th. Wait a minute. When did they put that back in the store? It was like the last week of June. Cyberpunk got put back in the store. I, we covered it on this channel. What day? Ratchet was PS5 only. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's not a fair comparison. That's true. I, I keep forgetting that you can't get Ratchet on the previous consoles. Well, that makes sense of it. That makes sense of it. There's only like 8 million PS5s in circulation. There's like 118 million PlayStation 4s in circulation. It's not really a fair comparison. I keep forgetting that Ratchet, you can't get you can't get it on the old consoles. I was playing it yesterday. My son's gotten really, really good at it. It's really cute watching him play. He's like, Papa, I beat this big dinosaur. <laughs> um, I was seeing... Man, I get... I get I get codes all the time for building games, like house building games and stuff. Um, it's unbelievable. Yo, what's good, Soul? Yeah, I mean, that's that's still impressive, though. You know what I mean? That's so many. That's so many copies of Cyberpunk. I mean, it. Again, you want to get out. You you want to hit anybody on that? If you don't think that should have been sold again, I mean, that's on Sony. Cyberpunk's been making their improvements and Sony decided that it was good enough. If you guys are just tuning in and haven't taken our poll yet, uh, one of the topics today is cheating in Call of Duty as well as Titanfall being hacked. So we decided to ask the, the, the chat, has cheating in video games driven you to play them any less? Uh, yes or no? So you can vote on that poll. Let's go to the next question. Uh, Dracus asked two in a row here. Following up on the last question, can I skip all previous Witchers and jump in on the upcoming sequel, or is the character's development serialized so continuity is essential? I actually believe you could jump in with Witcher 3 right now and have a great time. I don't think you need to play the previous ones. They do a really good job. This is my impression as somebody who didn't play the early Witchers. They do a really good job of, of acclimating you to the game. Of being like, here's the story, um, here's the character 
here's here's the things that have been you know here's some backstory i actually think it's it's yeah i think it's totally fine so just jump in with the witcher 3 I mean, personally, I would wait until this next-gen update launches so you can really enjoy a great version of it, you know? Um, I'd recommend watching a video explaining it first. There's so much lore. Well, I mean, what Eric is saying in chat, there are people that are going to read what Eric said and be like, why the frick would I do that? Well, that there's your answer. You wouldn't watch the lore. Now, if you read what Eric just wrote and you're like, I'm really into lore, well, then you should take his advice. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm the person that if I was in YouTube chat right now and I saw him say that, I'd be like, I ain't freaking doing that. I am not doing that. There's no there's no way in heck I'm going to go watch a lore video. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody's a little bit different. I like a good story. I like a good backstory. I like all those things. I'm not I'm not big on on being the lore guy. You know what I mean? So take that for what it's worth. Uh, if you're big into lore, you could, you know, Dracus, you could easily find a good summary video. I'm sure there's videos out there that people have done. Um, Witcher 3 DLC is due to the Netflix series success. Well, there's probably a variety of things going into it, Andrew. Number one, they're releasing a next-gen version of The Witcher 3 for PS5, Xbox Series X, S, and PC. One of the reasons they're probably doing that is the same reasons that they are doing a director's cut of Ghost of Tsushima with a bunch of updates, and they did the update to God of War, right? More than likely, these are the developers testing out what they can do on next gen, and they're using existing assets and games in order to do those experiments. It's a really, really good opportunity for them to really kind of test their chops Like, what can we do with the next game? And so that's probably one of the factors here. Another factor is, hey, we can if we can time this, Witcher Season 2 hits Netflix, we can have things happening in Witcher 3 to coincide with that and make a little cheddar. Like, we're going to be getting royalty share from Netflix, whatever the contract stipulates, and we could be getting some people to, you know, if you if you fell in love with The Witcher through the TV show. Because you think, you know, Henry Henry Cavill's really hot, because he is, then you might be like, hey, I'll go buy the the package deal for Witcher, you know, it'll all be packaged together in a next-gen, you know, with a nice next-gen bow on it, you know? Here's ultimately my concern, they're going to drop this DLC, people are going to eat it up, forgive them for everything, and forget the BS, and never hold them accountable for Cyberpunk. I think that's unlikely. I think that's unlikely. And and to a certain degree, Eugene, to a certain degree, how much more accountable did it need to be held? How much money did they lose? Stock value, share value, all of that. They they are they have been damaged and marred by what happened, right? How how long do we need to beat them up for it? Like do we need to get into 2022 and be like, "Yeah, but do you guys remember what you, what Cyberpunk we're not letting you off the hook?" It, that was bad. It kind of still is bad. Like, how long do you do you do you do you hit them? You know what I mean for it. Enough to where they'll they never do it again. I don't think they'll ever do it again. There's no way internally they're 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 not putting things in place and making even. I would even say they're going to be making like contractual obligations to companies and saying we're never doing this ever again. We need to be in control of launch date. 
we need to be in, in charge of scope creep and everything else that happened with that game yo sorcerer upgrading his membership to tier 2 thank you for doing that memberships have dipped a little bit so anybody who upgrades from tier 1 to the you know to like a tier 2 or 3 that's a super super helpful way we appreciate everybody who supports the channel directly if you're here every day and you lurk and you listen and you never hit the tip button and you never become a member that's totally fine as well we appreciate you lurking and listening in the background smash the like button today if you haven't already if you haven't hit subscribe do that hit subscribe hit the bell button so you don't miss my streams throughout the week and then smash the like button those are free ways to support the channel and this and this and these daily streams not being able to monetize that DLC should have been enough but it wasn't it's mind-boggling how they made so much money with cyberpunk despite the game not living up to its potential they made money but they lost money too do you know what I'm saying like it's not always as simple as being like hey wow you you guys made a bunch of money you made a bunch of sales well yeah but we <laughs> we 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 lost stock value and share value you know what I mean I you know what I mean been on some crazy projects lately always lurking thank you Reaper so I yeah I, I, I they they made money but they also lost money right they made money but they also lost money because any any time you you have the public looking at your company with that level of of you know people are like well any press is good press i mean yes and no y- yes and no any any press is good press kind of not for game companies that literally lose in in, in you know they lose share value I mean they lose stock value they have companies that are like man I'm never going with that company again or we don't we don't want to work with them again or whatever the Witcher TV series is probably their, one of their saving graces as far as like getting some revenue getting some good revenue back I don't know what I don't know what exactly the, the royalty share looks like on it but um, let's, let's, let's do the video on this one let's talk about this one since we're on it right now Hey, thanks for watching another SNTR short. This one is about Witcher 3 getting some free DLC to coincide with Witcher Season 2 on Netflix. If you like these short gaming news videos, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss out on my daily live streams or the daily uploads right here on this channel. So if you're unaware, The Witcher 3 has gotten already a a lot of great DLC. This is a game that launched a little bit buggy, a little bit glitchy, uh, not quite as bad as CD Projekt Red's Cyberpunk 2077, but this game got a lot of great updates, fixes, quality improvements, and consistently received praise for its DLC and everything that they gave to the community. Now, that with the success of the Witcher series, they're looking to do a little bit more with this game to coincide with the next-gen update of the game. Now, PC Gamer reported on this. Despite its advanced age, new content is on the way. A next-gen update is coming later this year for the Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 5, and PC, and there's going to be some new DLC content based on the Netflix Series 2. More information on the new content is coming soon, although whether that means later today or later this year or sometimes this week, whenever, 
before you get your hopes up too high, this DLC is not going to be new locations to explore or quests to complete. The updated cover art says, The complete edition of The Witcher 3 states that it will include extra items inspired by the Netflix series. Swords, armor, you know, maybe something for the horse, uh, or, or, or things like that. So, this isn't going to be like what they're doing with Ghost of Tsushima, where there's going to be the new island of Ikishima, and new story, new quests, and things like that. Or like this old trailer that we're using just sort of for background footage, like when Hearts of Stone came out. All the new things that were contained in there, that that is not something that's going to be in this DLC. What they're, what they're likely doing, if you want my theory on what's going on here, this is why Ghost of Tsushima is getting a director's cut. It's why... Uh, you know, you saw that update to God of War on the PS5. Witcher 3 is likely getting this next-gen update because the developers are testing and using existing assets in order to see just what they can do with the game long-term whenever they decide to do the next one. Because the next game will likely land on PS5 and the Xbox Series X and the PC, and they want it to look really, really good. So what companies are probably taking advantage of right now is taking those dev kits and those those the dev tools and creating updated versions of the game with all of the existing assets, the worlds, the characters, the quests, and then taking that to say, now we know just how far we can push this game on the next-gen consoles and still have it run on the old-gen consoles. Now, this is something that Cyberpunk was highly criticized for when it launched is they did way too much with the game it wasn't even going to run on the old consoles recently we did a cover on cyberpunk 2077 cut content because at at basically at launch date they had to remove things from the game just so it would run on the old gen consoles given that happened to cyberpunk they're probably not wanting to have a revisit of that with the next witcher game because they're going to want to make it look good and make it look, you know, bright, shiny and flowing hair and all, all the great things that you'd come to, to want in a game like this. But they're not going to want to have that happen at the loss of fidelity and letting it run on the old consoles. So they're taking existing versions of Witcher, making it look great on old gen. And what that means is a more complete package of the game can launch when the Witcher 4 or whatever they decide to call it. When it finally launches, they know down here the existing assets run just fine on old gen, and it can look really pretty up here on the next gen platforms. As always, if you like these short gaming news videos, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next video. So, I mean, I I, I get it. I get why people think like, oh, they're milking it. Like, is this a Skyrim situation? You know, I get it. I get it. Let's go to the next question. Mythrax with the next question says, why don't games, this is probably about the cheat vids as well as Titanfall dying. Why don't game developers or publishers just directly legally attack whoever is making cheats for the games? Why does this take so long that players get mad and leave before any changes take place? Well, this is something you have to understand. They are doing this actively and and pretty regularly. They are. Like, the... They're taking the the cheat companies down. They're sending cease and desist. They're suing the cheat companies. But essentially, it's like cheat company whack-a-mole because uh, they can ba- they can make the cheat available through uh, through the dark web. They can make the cheats available through just their the, another company. They can come up with another company name, and they can 
they can easily, easily keep the, keep them in distribution. I mean, it's all they have to do is hand it off to another company. The, one of the companies, when Bungie sent them their cease and desist or whatever, the, I think they even said privately on their Discord or somewhere that they were going to make them available. They were going to say, yeah, I mean, the, the cheat, we're going to make the cheat available to people, uh, you know, out outside of uh, outside of these uh, of these places, we're gonna we're gonna make it to where you can you can get it you can still get them. You know, um, video title got claimed. This is not a strike. Dark Souls three FPS boost Red Dead Blood Bunny and Battlefield six maps. So we're getting claimed by companies and they won't even tell us what it's for. Copyrighted content. I guess it was the um I don't understand how they can keep doing this yeah and then we got another one on a Forza thing I swear YouTube's having that that thing happen again where they're having companies falsely claim videos just because they can try and make money on them I swear it's happening again uh anyway um when you can just make the cheats available again through other means and through other avenues and other platforms like I said it's like it's like it's like cheat whack-a-mole you know um morning Lono it's my wife Nicole's b-day today anyway you'd shout her out happy birthday Nicole hopefully Ben got you something a little bit better than me saying happy birthday <laughs> hopefully he at least got you a card that's something I'm, I'm terrible about I I am I am bad at that. I'm really bad at that. So no judgment here. <laughs> I, in many respects, am the cliche husband uh, when that happens. You know what I mean? So happy birthday. Uh, I find it telling that I can name four existing games that are getting sizable expansions in the next few months, yet we still don't have release dates for the next big next-gen games. The sicky mess stuff up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. LOL, thanks. Just made her day. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, that one's clearly bogus. It's Chinese. Yeah, I don't even know if it's worth disputing them, though. That's what's always so frustrating about it, you know? Here's a piece of cardboard I thought of you. I don't... I, I, you know what, Eugene? Don't try and don't try and figure it out. Hey, Lona, how are you? What's good, Paul? How are you? Yeah, my iCloud mail isn't working on my phone. I don't... I, I, I don't understand. Whenever you switch phones, this was another headache. Whenever you switch phones, it's like you have to put your password in for literally every app. You're like, oh gosh. And so I got to sit down with my laptop and like put all the passwords in. And my iCloud mail is now pulling an error on my phone for some reason. Um, Dispute them. Don't let them gain anything on your videos or they'll keep doing it. It's just touchy because you dispute them and then you can, you know, if it... I think we're in the clear, but I don't even know what in the frick they're claiming. It just has a bunch of characters. This is a bunch of characters in uh, in Japanese, so I have no idea what they're even claiming. Um, yeah, I don't think it's worth it. Because once it's up and running, I mean, this is this is why we really push the memberships, right? We don't do a lot of we don't run a lot of ads here, and that's primarily where all of our support comes from is from memberships. So. We appreciate everybody who has maintained or started new or intends to come back with a membership at another time. That is huge. It really is. It really is the main way that we uh, we keep this channel going. So thank you to everybody that does that. Um, so 
I, I do. I get where you're coming from, Mythrax. Like, why don't they just go after the companies? And they do. I mean, it just... But, but again, how much... This comes back to what we were saying a little while ago. It all comes down to a, a cost-benefit analysis. Do they want to spend the legal fees, the resources, and the time and the energy going after these companies? Is it even worth it? Is it? Probably not. After a while, it it looks good for PR, right? It looks good for PR. It looks good for 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 you know kind of flexing, right? They're flexing like boom, hey, we're coming after these companies. But eventually it's like d- does that does that car run out of gas? Are you even actively you know achieving anything? You know what I mean? I didn't hear a shout out for the folks that continue to pay for your content despite hating your guts. Come on. <laughs> uh, you probably pronounced Tsushima the other day. They're claiming that. That's right. That's right. Yo, Aaron Crabtree with a brand new membership. Thank you, Aaron. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. You are dope and deserve dope stuff. Welcome to the Rageless. The cost of the legal action is far better spent on the anti-cheat that protects against all cheats, not just taking down one company. You have to wonder, Gilly, if what you just typed out is true, don't you think businesses with all their knowledge, staff, and money, don't you think they would do that if that were true? You know? Man, you know, if we would just take this money and go over here to the holy grail of anti-cheat, but let's just keep going the legal route. Like, I just, I don't think that that's true. I don't. I just think that's another presumption that we don't, I don't think we can make that presumption. If it was more cost effective for a company to do a really good anti-cheat as opposed to legal action, I would imagine that they would do that. Most of these companies have lawyers on retainer anyway. They have lawyers on staff. They have actual corporate attorneys. And sending a C&D? That's an email. You know what I mean? That's... You know, they're in the office. They're working. Hey, Dave, Greg, Larry, you know, Josh, and Linda, can you guys get together and send a couple C&Ds for us? I mean, I I, I can't imagine that not being a cost-effective way to use their existing legal arm that they have. You know, I, I don't know. To me, they're they're... They're not going to sleep on more cost-effective solutions. When you got developers, you know, speaking to the, the to the public through you know through interviews and saying, "We hate cheaters as much as the next person. We hate cheaters as much as everybody else." I can't see these companies sitting on their hands and being like, "Nah, we're not going to do anything. Yeah, it's fine. We'll we'll just keep sending C and Ds and trying to take these channels down or or or." avenues down manually and and then that's and that's related to one of our stories today that that we should that we should we should do um call of duty took down some of the cheat vids or activision i'm sorry um and and that's and that's one of our that's one of our stories today this is our this is our last recording so we got a lot more questions to get through if you're a new member or a longtime member and you got questions about any of the subjects that we covered today be sure to submit those uh, be sure to submit those and 
this one is obviously in the vein of what we were just talking about is it more cost effective to go legal route or take vids down or whatever or would it be better to just build a really really great anti-cheat as opposed to to that so hey thanks for watching another sntr short this one's going to be about call of duty cheating videos that got taken down by activision in their ongoing attempt to stop cheating in their very very successful game called call of duty warzone if you like these short gaming news videos hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss them when i upload them or check out my main channel sntr presents where i do live streams every day so if you're unaware it'd be hard for you to not be aware of this it's an ongoing problem with games right now we covered it recently the cheating in video games is getting worse and it's about to get even more worse for people who for a while now have felt that consoles were a safe haven against the the cheating that happens on PC especially for those who play Destiny a game I used to cover exclusively and now Call of Duty is obviously going to be facing a similar problem and any game on console will be facing that problem since console cheats are becoming a reality now Game Rant reported on this Recently, Call of Duty Warzone hacks on consoles have become more prevalent with a frustrating new aimbot being advertised online. Working just as well on PlayStation and Xbox as it does on PC, this hack is pushed out as being, quote, undetectable as an attempt to win over cheaters. Unfortunately, it seems to be working. An anti-cheat Twitter account began to warn gamers that PlayStation and Xbox hacks are being seen in more lobbies than ever before. While this is frustrating, one bit of good news is that Activision is taking action. The account that first warned of the new Call of Duty Warzone aimbot, Anti-Cheat PD, recently posted an update about the topic. The Twitter shared a photo of a video removed screen from YouTube uh, with a photo showing that Activision has had the video advertising the hack taken down. Now, we were debating this in the stream, in the live stream, which is why I decided to record this. I record these during the live stream. And ultimately, the question was, wouldn't it be better to devote resources to an anti-cheat as opposed to developing resource or spending resources on legal fees and sending cease and desist to cheat companies and taking videos down? More than likely, companies this size of Activision, they have corporate attorneys, corporate attorneys on staff to handle this. They can file, you know, uh, takedown requests on YouTube. They can send cease and desist to these companies. They, there was even recently a lawsuit. Bungie and Riot took took a a lawsuit together against I think it was Gator Cheats, one of the leading cheat distributors out there this can turn into a bit of a cheat whack-a-mole as the cheats become released through other means and they just sort of get shoved out anyway and then another company crops up and makes money selling it. Now, it seems that the publisher is taking this issue seriously, okay now, according to the report they said, Anti-Cheat PD on Twitter, Anti-Cheat PD on Twitter said that the entire YouTube channels are being shut down. It seems like the publisher is actually taking it seriously. They're getting rid of cheaters in their own way. They're constantly kind of banning people, but they're not just taking videos down. They're taking channels down as well. Call of Duty Warzone ban waves have been constant with regular passes seeing 30,000 accounts being removed at a time. These consistent attempts have led to an absurd milestone of half a million banned accounts, a number that will surely only grow larger as time goes on. Now recently we read that they're considering doing hardware bans on repeat offenders and with console cheating entering the picture 
picture, that's going to become even more necessary. The big question is, if they're going to start doing hardware bans on repeat offenders and people that continue to cheat, especially on console, just how good can their detection be to ensure they don't ban somebody who has not been cheating? Essentially, the cheat software runs on another machine, which is why it's going to be so hard to detect when someone is cheating on console. They're going to need to be able to do server-side checks to see sort of anomalous or strange behavior so they can start to take these people out of the servers. As always, if you like these shorter gaming news videos, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next video. All right, that's our. Those are our recordings for the day. So now, if uh, if you guys just want to submit questions about any of the topics, I'll even say if you feel like going off topic, you can. Uh, we have a, a, a section down there for off topic gaming questions. If there's been things going on in gaming news that you'd like to see me talk about, let's go to the next question. This one is from Murph Dog. Where do you see the video game industry heading in the next five to ten years with regards to cheaters and online service? games you know this is this is like a really really good question and what I think they're going to have to do there's only a couple of ways to approach this and I think one of the ways that they haven't done enough with would be the entrance point to the game okay and this gets complicated because if you want to have a free to play game you want the barrier of entry to the game to be incredibly easy right you want people people to be able to push a button and play your game because for every thousand people that can jump in your game and play for free there's a percentage of them who might spend money so the goal is to fill the funnel with as many people as possible just get as many people playing your game as possible and so when you when you go this route when you when you take this avenue of this is the business strategy there are going to be a lot of things that I'm about to talk about that would just get immediately rejected they would say we can't do that that's going to hurt new player acquisition that's going to make it too hard for people to come into the game right and if you do that that in turn hurts projections on microtransactions, revenue, and the like, and then you're going to get barked at by somebody from another department who manages and oversees new player acquisition conversions into into micros, into microtransactions, right? And so, a lot of what I think they could do, they're not going to want to, but I do think, if you want to play a game for free, there should be very, very simple steps and this again would make it really, really hard. Yeah, I see you in chat, Kale Ali. This would make it really, really hard for people to just keep coming back. It's not about the fact that like cheaters are going to get in no matter what. You got You got to have to kind of grant that premise. No matter what you do, cheaters are going to get in. They're going to. And if that's the case, then when they get in, what do you do? once they get in well obviously you want some measure of detection to get them out of here if you don't have some measure of detection to get them out of there then they're just going to hang out and ruin it for everybody can you create an entrance point that has just enough things in the way that it doesn't hurt new player acquisition which in turn would hurt revenue okay but can you make it just have a just enough barrier things in 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 place 
so that a cheater can't get back in so easily. What's good, Sweet Cheeks? And here's what I mean. For Call of Duty, they did two-factor authentication, okay? Well, eventually, people are going to get tired of getting banned, having to create a new account, and go get a phone number, and satisfy two-factor. Like, eventually, you you hope that you squeeze the cheaters down to, to a smaller fraction of the player base that it's it's not common to run into a cheater. I know you can get, you know, phone numbers online, you know, through Google and everything else, but eventually you got to think people are going to get sick of that. And then again, here's the challenge. If I try to make it really really hard for a cheater to get back in and play, if I try to make that really challenging, I run the risk of making it really really challenging for new players to come in as well. Do you see what I'm saying? So if if you set your sights on being like if we make them do this 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 and this it's going to be really hard for cheaters to come back in you have to ask the question okay but what's that going to be like for a brand new player is that going to be annoying there's nothing more frustrating than like i go to play a game and they're like can you create an account with us i don't want to create an account with you i just want to play your freaking game right i just want to play your game i I don't want to i don't want to do all this i don't want to check all these boxes and Put an email address and create a password. I don't care about any of that. So, ultimately, you got to ask that question. Can we create barriers of entry that make it more difficult for cheaters to get in without hurting new player acquisition? So that's how they can handle it on one end. Okay? On the next end, I think what they should be trying to do is cheat detection and prevention should be and I don't know how much of this is baked into the cheating software or into the protocols you know and what they do but there should be an automatic sort of sense of this person is going to want to jump back in and cheat again what can we do to prevent that can you generate a report? Can you generate a hardware report to make it more difficult for them to jump back in, especially once it starts happening on console? PCs is a little more difficult, VPNs, hardware spoofing, and the rest, right? That that would be the other end. So you, you try to attack it on the front end, but you also try to attack it on the back end. When you get somebody and you catch them and you ban them, is there anything intrinsic and interwoven into the cheat enforcement, the ban enforcement, that makes it now more difficult for them when they go back to the you know to come in on the on the front side is there a way to tie those two things together the front end's got enough in its in, in the in the user's path that when they get banned over here and they got to come back through the front end it's a lot more difficult for them to get back through the front end now i'm speaking in from a big picture vision sort of principled way and so implementing this in a technological way I don't know how they would do it. But if I was in charge, that's the vision I'd be casting to anybody in charge of cheat prevention. You got to get them on the front end and then on the back end when they get banned, this on the back end has to somehow be connected to the front end in order in order to keep these people from coming back in. Cuz when you ban 30,000 accounts, if 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 just 10,000 of them 
really struggle to get back in and cheat again, that's a victory. Right? That's a victory. Again, if you ban 30,000 and 10,000, it's just too difficult. They get snagged, they get caught, they get hardware banned or whatever, and you prevent them from coming back in. Eventually, you whittle down how many cheaters are in the funnel. It kind of susses me out when games ask for that much info and need an account. Like, why do you need so much info? You trying to sell it for money? Right, 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 right. Hi, Lono. I haven't watched in a while. Tune back in because no one does the content the way you do. Really enjoy it. I miss the Destiny focus. As many other games don't interest me. Glad you're back. Well, we we do the same show every day now. If you miss Q&A, if you missed back and forth, if you miss discussions... The game, the game world and, and the YouTube world is so much larger than Destiny. So, I just answered the poll, says Nalu. For me, it hasn't stopped me from playing more. I play PS5 and Xbox Series S. We haven't seen many cheaters on console. If it becomes a problem on console, I will play less. Thank you. Yeah, if you guys haven't taken uh, the chat, the, the poll in chat, about 400 votes almost, has cheating any game, not all games, but has, has it driven you away from playing any game uh, across the board? Like, are there are there games that you're like, you know what? I'm playing less because of cheaters. Can't take it. You know? So, <clears throat> next question from Ashen Hollow says, should console uh, players start getting worried about cheaters once crossplay becomes more common? Are companies tackling the problem, or is this a losing battle? So, with respect to crossplay, I don't have an answer for you because if if you're if man, I'm telling you, if if you are not prepared, this is something that I I was just beating Bungie up about before I got uh, unjustly banned from the game and given no reason. Um, I was like, if you're going to launch a free-to-play game without anti-cheat, that's just stupid. That's dumb. Like, who's going to do that? Who? Like, Fortnite did it, and then quickly was getting overrun with cheaters. Like, if you're going to launch a free-to-play game, and you don't have any form of anti-cheat, well, then you're just an idiot. Right? I guarantee you, you're not going to see a lot of indie titles step into the landscape of they're not going to step into the landscape of PvP games because it's too difficult. Even if they only charge $10 for their game, it doesn't matter. Their game will get eaten alive by cheaters. You know? Now, what Eugene is saying is true. As long as it's not forced, it's not really an issue. If you can opt out of blended lobbies and stay only on console, the hope would be cheating on console requires so many extra steps that it'll be there you know, cheating will come to console. It's already here, but it'll be less. It'll be less prevalent because there's just too many steps. If there's, again, it, it's it's not it's not a matter of getting people to. It's not a matter of getting people to stop. It's not a matter of of um of. It's it's not a matter of getting people to stop. It's a matter of wearing them out to a certain extent, right? Um. <clears throat> um, it, if you can get them to feel like there's too many steps, there's too many things I have to do to jump back in, you know, and with and with cheating on console, that would be the hope that there's just enough steps that people are gonna be like, I don't want to fiddle around with all that, right? 
Cheating's already been available on console. It's just becoming easier uh, as the platform gets closer to PC. Right, right, right. Doesn't that eliminate the biggest upside of crossplay? Well, the biggest upside of crossplay is that you can play with your buddies if you want to. Like, crossplay is not necessarily like. I mean, you're right and you're wrong at the same time, Ashen. Yes, a huge, huge upside and positive of of um, crossplay is that your player funnel can suddenly get very, very big. I think this is one of the reasons that Bungie wants crossplay in place for Destiny before Halo Infinite comes out, because I think Halo Infinite's going to hurt Crucible numbers permanently, maybe, but at least in a, for, at least for a couple of weeks, yeah, right. And they want to get crossplay out to help their funnel because they have a large player funnel on PlayStation that could help pad the numbers for people on the Microsoft and Xbox platforms who suddenly have less people in the in, in the matchmaking, right? Because a, a huge portion of that player base is going to go play Infinite for at least a couple of days, if not a couple of weeks. Maybe not just you know, long term. That's just where they plant their flag if it really hooks them. And you're right, right? That is that is a benefit that you can't really cash in on if you're so worried about cheating that you have to let people opt out or you make crossplay opt-in only, which means unless they go in and check the box... They're not suddenly helping pad your player funnels. They're not suddenly helping grease the wheels of, uh, you know, of... They're, they're not helping, right? They're, they're not in there. Because unless they go in and check the box, you're, you're not benefiting from... You're not benefiting from the crossplay at that point. It only enables players to play together who previously could not play together, which how many people at this point in time after that franchise especially has been out as long as it has how many people are like oh my gosh I can't play with my buddies most of the buddies they play with are on the same platform because they've spent the last five years being being sort of forced to do that they don't have a choice so yeah cross play has been this is actually kind of funny this is actually kind of funny Cheating has become such a gigantic problem that one of the most common requested features is now a concern. People have been asking for crossplay for years. Give us crossplay. Give us crossplay. And now people are like, ah, I don't know about all that crossplay. <laughs> I don't know about all that crossplay, dude. There's so many cheaters. <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if I want crossplay. You know, I, I think I'm good. <laughs> you can keep it. You take it back. We, we've, we've changed our mind. You know, it's kind of funny just how much damage cheating is, uh, what it's doing to the industry, what it's doing to the sentimentality of the players, what it's doing to player funnels. You know, it's, um, it's bad. It's, you're going to see a lot of companies maybe be like, I don't know if we even want to, why mess around with it? They can do ongoing live service games like Assassin's Creed Infinity, you know, and make a ton of money and not have to worry about all this crap. You know, oh yeah, people could cheat and dupe and, and glitch money and all of that other crap that can happen. But I mean, that's not that big of a deal. If you if if cheating is not affecting the player base at large, then you're that's a success story. It's gonna be like and, and this is just a, a very lighthearted opinion that I'm going to throw out there, a very lighthearted prediction, 
if cheating continues on the track record that it's on right now you will see a shift five years from now big pvp battle royale big pvp titles will be few and far between there'll be more live service games there'll be more games like uh like mmo light style games that continue on that that's a that's a very light prediction that i'll make if you can't get cheating under under control companies are going to be like it just isn't worth it why are we going to dedicate all these resources all this time all this development all this marketing to let a bunch of zit-faced losers rip our game to shreds when it comes out no one's going to want to do that now you'll see companies continue that are big enough to turn a profit on it this is why call of duty now has 10 studios working on it why because they're printing money like the cheating is a, is a nightmare and it's frustrating but they make an add money and if they're making tons of money then they'll just take the cheating on the chin they'll try to get creative they'll have plenty of money to jump into research and and enforcement and everything else but unless you're that size if you're not Call of Duty, if you're not Fortnite, even Apex is at a pretty good size. If you're not Apex, I, a lot of these other studios are going to be like, you know, we were going to look into using our server and our infrastructures, our, our servers and our infrastructure to create, you know, a big battle game and PvP this and PvP that. Yeah, we're going to do a live service game instead. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna do a live service game instead, you know. So and you got to be a certain size probably to tip it in your favor. Like, I'm not kicking them while they're down, but like, I I could see a future where Bungie's like, yeah, forget PvP. I know I made that prediction a long time ago, and it, it didn't end up turning out true. But in two or three years, they could be like, we just don't see the point. It just isn't worth it. It's not converting. It's not generating revenue. We, 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 we've, they've literally expanded and hired people for ban enforcement. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, what kind of money, what kind of resources are being poured into something like that that could be diverted to other things? You know? If, if you right now took all those staff members, all those resources, and you took the Crucible team, and you dedicated them all to the PvE, do you have any idea how stout their seasons could be? Do you have any idea how much bigger and more full that game could feel on an expansion? There's something to be said for it. I'm not going to sit here and campaign for it. You know, frick that game and frick that company. But they could look at it and run the numbers and say, this isn't worth it anymore. This isn't worth it. Such little investment in that side of the game last... 12 months anyway other than breaking it I I don't know next question coming in from Gilly this is a thought experiment uh, about cheating is it wrong to use cheats if you only use them against other cheaters to quote unquote uh, fight fire with fury right and, and see this is this is something that what you want to be like in in uh, what do you want to be chaotic, chaotic good? I guess that's what this would be. You would only turn them on if you were playing against cheaters. Here's the dilemma with this: 
you're are you solving the problem or are you adding to it that would be my mentality right are you helping solve the problem or are you adding to the problem um fundamentally fundamentally I don't think that works I don't I get where you're coming from like hey I'm trying to enjoy this game and I'm gonna play legit and if I run into cheaters I'm gonna cheat against them okay but you're breaking but you're breaking the rules and and you're running the risk of getting banned yourself so like is that really worth it too like Aren't you, aren't you in effect letting the cheaters potentially win in a different way? They're making you compromise the integrity of your own gameplay and they're making you risk your account. Is it worth it? I, I, I don't think it is. I think you're, I think you're, you're, if you fight fire with more, if you fight fire with fire, there's more fire. Like, so I don't necessarily think this is the right course of action. I completely sympathize and empathize with with what you're saying, right? But I don't think it works. Bungie banning streamers who cheat is just a way to make them uh, seem like they're aggressively going after cheaters because they know it will get more buzz. Well, but, and then people keep saying that I got banned because I broke TOS. I didn't break TOS. I, I've never, I've never ever done anything in their game that's against their TOS. Never. I never used Bungie.net. I never used their forums. I never used their in-game chat or did anything in the game that breaks their TOS. They can just ban you because they feel like it. It's it's literally in their TOS that they can just ban you because they want to. So you know what I'm saying, like. They, they sure, sure, they can target a streamer to make it look like they're doing something, right? But, you know what I mean? They're, you couldn't fit their virtue in a thimble. Although, all their, all, all their virtue is fake. Their, their, their pins that they sell and their, their, their emblems that they do, it's all advantageous altruism is all it is. It's all, it's, 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 it's to make money. Like, it's to make money. Companies have looked at Twitter and social movements and hashtags and they've realized how they can make money off of it. All you have to do is look at these companies that have accounts that exist in the West and exist in the Middle East. And their Middle East accounts, you'll never see a rainbow or a hashtag or an anything. Why? Because that part of the world wouldn't support it. The only reason they do it in America is because it makes them money. Their virtue is fake. It's all fake. They only do it in America because Americans buy into it and support it and retweet and follow and it it, it invites more brand loyalty. All you have to do is look at all these companies during Pride Month and look at what they did only in American markets and only in the Western markets. They are appealing to a demographic for money. They're not doing something that is virtuous. It's just another commercial. It's all it is. It's just another commercial. They just made it for you. You know, this commercial has a rainbow in it. 
they don't do any of that in other markets they don't it only works in the west it this cancel culture only works in the west i mean this is this is the fertile ground for for making people feel self-important because they retweeted a tweet or took down a bad guy or hurt somebody financially because they disagreed with them like that only works in the west that's it it doesn't it doesn't work anywhere else it's it's all fake it's all phony right every time something like that happens they're going to change their banner and their logo and try and make money off of it it's 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 so tissue paper thin but do you want to know why it works do you want to know why it works because people people feel something from it that's why it works it appeals at the emotional level at the strongest level like what makes you do something what makes you feel like it it appeals to you at an emotional level it's like when you see a commercial that makes you cry because dogs are being abused I mean you remember those commercials why because it it hits your emotions right and that's essentially what they're that that's what they're doing and the re- that's why people don't see through it they're clouded by the emotion of it they're like oh they're supporting me and what's important to me and my movement and my people whatever your people are and then you're just feeding a machine that that is selling you the false notion that you're doing something important by retweeting a tweet or buying a cheeseburger because they put a little rainbow flag in it like I'm telling you it's all fake it's it's all it's all phony that's why it doesn't matter you think it's gonna have long-lasting change you think it's gonna do anything to the culture no because it's it's a passing thing it's whatever whatever is currently gonna get us the most clicks impressions views and money and then eventually it'll be something else in 10 years it'll be something else and the culture will be probably no better for it. So, in the, in the realm in the realm of like banning and you know publicly what they did to that one guy or whatever, I mean, he asked for it. <laughs> he, he he asked for it. I mean, he kind of stepped up and let them hit him in the face with a two by four, you know. Even if it's fake, on their side, the support they generate is real and you get something for it. I don't see how sending money, uh, even for views, is not a good thing. Well, no, 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 no. That's that's a little bit different, Gilly. There's a big difference between something that puts puts money into a worthy cause, right? But don't get it twisted. You can do something good in response to somebody who's a villain wearing wearing Superman's cape. See what I'm saying? Like, you can do something good. You can be like, I'm going to support this cause. This is really good. I'm going to give my money to this charity and it's going to help people in need. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I am, I, I'm more talking about the, the, the hashtags, the, the, 
the, the false virtue. There's a big difference between like the false virtue and changing your profile images because it makes people support you. And they've never dared do that on their accounts outside of America because of how, how ill-received it would be. It would be bad for the bottom line. We're talking about doing things, Gilly, that generate profit for a company. You're talking about streamers doing something that benefits a charity, but it also benefits them. They get interviewed. They get their name in lights. You know, these guys that write these big fat checks to charity, they get to, they get to claim that on their taxes. Like, their, their CPAs are probably telling them to do that. They're probably telling them the amount to make the check out for, right? Sure. They benefit as a streamer, as a personality, but fundamentally, you take that and you say, hey, that's funneling money to a worthy cause, right? There's a giant difference between that and what we were just talking about. We're talking about companies that change their 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 avatar on Twitter every month to get behind a cause, but they only do it in America because it's good for their bottom line. It's good for their bottom line. Like, don't look at it this way. If I made a video and I said, hey guys, these pencils are awesome. They're so good. Hashtag sponsor, right? When you do that, you know, okay, Lono is being paid money to promote that pencil. So you, you look at it a little bit differently. You're like, okay, now certain content creators like myself, I only endorse products that I actually use myself. And I, I, I'm like, hey, this is great product. You know, I turn down contracts and products. But a lot of the times when you see a sponsored video, you, under, you understand that, that, that the person is being paid to promote it. <laughs> so you should be looking at these companies with the same skeptical eye where every month it's a new XYZ month. And they're changing and they're tweeting about it. Why? They're impression farming. That's all they're doing. They're impression farming. At least they're virtue signal that helps a cause. I'll pick that over just clicks and RTs and changing avatars, making people feel good. All right, I slice them as being kind of different. I do. I do. But I don't know. I I've seen too much and I know too much about that company to be like, oh yeah, it's all good. No. I I believe there a lot of a lot of the people there in charge and a lot of their views of the world are uh, gonna have a, a social degradation as opposed to the opposite so um. <clears throat> so uh whoop whoop I scrolled too far shadow de- uh, shadow lemons not demons that's a very different name shadow demons or shadow lemons uh shadow lemons with the next question with cheating being more prevalent on PC with this push players to console I do find myself having the sus disease on Xbox but that's my own frustration in losing well that's part of the big discussion today it, uh, that's part of the big discussion the other day is that cheating's coming to console console's not a safe haven anymore now will it be less common I, I don't know you know it could it could be because of the hoops you have to jump through to to use a cheat on console it could be but there's still a risk there you know what i mean so you know i, I don't 
at this at this point the console cheating question is one of detection and enforcement more than anything it's it's one of detection and one of enforcement how do you detect and enforce someone who's not running something on the actual console itself how i i don't know they're going to have to have ways of running something like server-side checks that detects like anomalous movement or anomalous target acquisition, accuracy percentages, uh, you know, strain. I don't even know. I I honestly, I I have no idea. I have no idea how they're going to, how they're going to, they're handling it. They're going to handle it. Console manufacturers have a lot more tools at their disposal. Ultimately, ultimately, they're going to have to do something that runs a check on behavior. You know what I'm saying? Because if, if they're running the thing on their computer, come on, what's that going to do? Network manipulation and Cronus on the controller are the biggest culprits. Right, but the new one, Wolvie, they basically run their footage through a capture card and then the computer sees the footage and it cheats for them on the console. Like, that's the biggest problem now. So, the Cronus, or network manipulation, you can track and see that and generate a report. Now, the Cronus, I don't know if they have a way natively to detect when you're using it, but this other thing that they were talking about, this aimbot, the aimbot's not even running on the console, it's running on a PC, and it's analyzing the gameplay footage. It's basically... Lear- it's, it's basically... Uh, um, intelligent software it's learning software it learns movements and 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 what enemies look like and all of that and then eventually it's it's winning it's winning for you it's shooting for you or whatever so again the only thing that's going to keep that from spreading like wildfire is all of the people that play on console that want to cheat would then have to invest in a capture card get a setup where their pc is essentially close enough that they could they could they could do this and then they got to get the software and figure it all out like there's there th- that's the only way you're going to you're going to you're going to see this not really catch too much fire is if there's too many layers in between somebody saying you know cheating on consoles is just a headache I'm not going to bother with it and I'm going to do all this and I'm going to risk you know, losing my account, getting caught, getting banned, right? The problem with Cronus and other third-party devices is that Sony doesn't see it as cheating because they said that it helps people with disabilities, which is true. That is true. It's using an AI to be you, the person between the sticks. What do you do if the controller itself cheats on the outside? Right. Right, like, imagine I created a robot that held the controller for me and played for me. How would you detect that? Now, the only thing you would be able to detect in my scenario, like, I create a Terminator robot to hook up to, you know, and hold my controller, right? The only way you're going to detect that is if you can see, like, these are thresholds of... These are thresholds of accuracy or kill ratios or win ratios that we think are 
are anomalous and worthy of investigation. And then what do you do after that? Like, what what do you do after that? How do you even prove that I'm not just that good? Right? You'd have to watch me for a week, you know, and, and then you'd have to conclude that, like, we have concluded that this profile is using something external to create in-game results that we have found to be inauthentic right so again that's i'm telling you that is the single greatest hang-up for the for console cheating is detection and enforcement how do you do it how do you how do you detect and enforce cheating on a, on a console when the software is not even running it's not even running on the console it's running on a PC you know that's that's always going to be I think that's always going to be a challenge with cheating you know is, 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 is detection and enforcement this is this is something that happens in, in when, whenever we would we would get on the, the destiny anti-cheat discussion and they said they had anti-cheat. I'm like, you don't have anti-cheat. You do stuff on the back end. You do stuff on the back end that that detects, and then you combine that with. Well, I'm sorry, not detects. You do stuff on the back end that is. Uh, uh, <laughs> um. That is. It was all reactive. I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. I was looking at something. It, it was all reactive. It was all reactive. It was like, you, you no, none of this is proactive. None of this is detection and enforcement. This is reactive based on reports. And and even then, there were, there were players that you could look at. You could look at trials reports on their sites, and you could be like, this person's clearly cheating. You know? Give me one second. This is why I said a little bit ago that if they if they can't if they can't get to a place where they can effectively slow this down then the problem that you're going to run into is that only really really big companies with tons of publishers and tons of like I guess like Call of Duty, right? They have they have 10 studios working on Call of Duty, okay? Only when you're that size and have that many resources are you going to be in a position to say, "Hey, we we can uh, we can make this PvP game. We can invest in a PvP game." You're going to see a lot of companies walk away from the idea of creating big PvP games like this if it's like if they weigh the cost and the benefit. They're like, "We're not we, we're not going to be able to turn a profit." How are we going to turn a profit? It's not going to be it's not going to be possible, you know. <clears throat> the games market bright future player numbers will soar past 3 billion towards 2022. 2024 is early revenues exceed 200 billion. Right, like the industry is is booming. I'm talking about companies that aren't big enough to to justify you know 
making a game. Like, if they look at it and they're like, we're not going to be able to stop the cheating. It's not going to be possible. We're going to be we're going to be in a position of 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 loss. Like, that's when that's when you'll see things that's when you'll see things kind of tip. So, we're going to continue Q&A. If you guys want to submit off-topic questions, now is the time to do that. Only paying members can do that. Uh, if you haven't hit subscribe and the bell button yet, do that. If you're new this morning, thanks for tuning in and checking out the stream. We covered three topics today, and we're still covering those topics. You can submit questions about them with the question command uh, or off-topic questions if you just want to ask anything. You can do that now. We're kind of in the in the later part of the show, and I'm going to hit some ads while I step away. That's one of the reasons to support the channel directly with a paid membership. We don't really run ads all that often, okay? I'll be right back. All right, I'm back. Oh, wait. Somebody did a $50 tip through Super Chat. Said, solid take. Thank you, Astray Wolf. I appreciate. I appreciate that very, very much. Thank you. That's very generous and very kind. Okay, let's go to the next question. Now that we're on the back half of the show, we, we can kind of pivot 
We got about it. We got a little over an hour left. Um, and uh, for for those of you that maybe haven't been here before, or you've been here recently. The only thing we've really changed in the last couple of days, and we're just kind of experimenting with stuff, is the thumbnail design. We think that Q and A as a backdrop throughout the show has really helped the show flow and not get like bogged down and only about one topic, or maybe the other topics don't get talked about enough. Or maybe you're like, dude, why bother tuning in? I'm not into that when we were picking like just one lead topic. Um, so when you show up, uh, you basically can dictate the show flow by submitting questions because there's a variety of things to uh, to dig in and talk about. Also, for those of you that haven't been hanging out in the Discord, or maybe you've 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 taken some distance from the Discord or whatever, the Discord is where we sort of crowdsource the news. So if you see an article or an you know a news report that you think would be great for the show, we have a room in the Discord that anybody can put put news articles in. It's called Gaming News. So use the Discord command if you like hanging out in Discords, and that's a great way for you to also influence the show flow by uh, by basically saying hey here's something i think would be great for the show that doesn't mean it's going to make the cut but we we do we do kind of crowdsource the news sometimes we let you guys kind of dictate what we talk about uh and we greatly appreciate uh greatly appreciate it so sean says will game devs invest the money to stop cheaters or will they pivot to make more lucrative game types that don't have to worry about cheaters as much yeah this is kind of what i i said before i walked away live service is becoming very lucrative and because of that I think that you're going to see companies start to divert their attention toward that so they don't like look at Assassin's Creed Infinity okay let's imagine Assassin's Creed Infinity comes out and there are ways for people to cheat in that game they can dupe money they can um who knows they can do things that are um, nefarious but if you duping money or cheating or glitching a fight or whatever if it doesn't affect the rest of the player base it's not going to really measure on the Richter scale sure they're going to want to scan for that and be like hey this person earned 1 billion gold in 2 hours we know that somebody is cheating and you would then go back and, I don't know, remove the gold from their account or whatever. And give them a warning, you know. But that's not going to hurt your game or your PR. That's not going to hurt, um, you know, the number of people logging in every day. Because the number of people logging in every day, they're unaffected by that. They don't, they don't have to worry about that, right? They don't have to worry about that. They're like, ah, who cares? Like, that guy's doing all that stuff. So even if a game like, you know, like Assassin's Creed Infinity with a big company behind it and it's got a big recognizable brand's name, even if that game lands and has cheating in it, it's not a concern. It's not a concern. Who cares if you're doing that crap? Now, if it has elements of PvP and people are cheating in the PvP and it's hurting the experience of people that want to play Assassin's Creed and do player versus player... Yes, that will be a problem because then you'll have people saying, hey, you know, I, I, I'm trying to play this thing or earn this thing or work on this thing and these other players are ruining my experience. So the only 
the only way that that this could impact live service games is if there's a PvP element. If there's not a PvP element, then I don't think it runs as nearly as big of a problem. I don't think companies are going to pay much attention to it, other than just scanning people that are clearly using some kind of a dupe glitch or whatever, (laughs) you know, to get a ton of money, and then they'll just take it away. You know, they'll just take your money away. They'll just go back and fix it. You know, they'll just, they'll run daily reports and they'll, uh, they'll fix it on the back end. You know, I would, I would think in general, that would be the, 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 the one thing you'll probably see as a trend in the industry is more folks are going to lean toward it. Look, there's, okay. You have to think of it from this perspective too. There's a lot of motivation right now to walk away from big PVP games. I mean, from a developer standpoint. Imagine being a developer right now and looking at the landscape. You've got Fortnite, hugely popular. Call of Duty Warzone, hugely popular. And it's got the brand's name of Call of Duty and 10 studios backing it. Apex Legends somehow managed to get its footing in, in, in the market. And then Battlefield is coming later this year. You look at that market and you say, it is already saturated. It is already highly competitive and one of the ways to be competitive in this environment is to make your barrier of entry free case in point halo infinite multiplayer 100% free to play you don't need game pass you don't need game pass you don't need any of it you just you just boot up and play they are trying to enter a saturated landscape and they want to make it as easy as possible for people to jump in. You got buffering for a while there. It's not on my end, but we just lost like a chunk of viewers and it looks like they're coming back in. So it looks like maybe something did happen on YouTube's end. So there are lots of motivations to do liter- to not even look to not even look at making a PvP game right now. There's a lot of reasons to just not do it. It's like wh- why? Why would we do this? Not only is it massively competitive, the only way for us to be competitive is to make our game free, and if we make our game free, guess what? Cheaters can have a field day. Cheaters can have an absolute friggin' field day. So, you know. Hey, we're almost close to a 400 like rollover. We only need about 30 more. If you guys haven't hit like, be sure to do that. So, uh, Silent Warrior. Is cheating on console really that prevalent? Or is it people accusing others of cheating because they got outplayed? Well, all you gotta do is look at the numbers. All you gotta do is look at the numbers. Call of Duty to date has banned half a million accounts watch a couple watch some streamers you know try and play destiny now again destiny's in a unique situation because the player base continues to dwindle on the crucible side but like you see you see the news reports that that call of duty has banned like a half a million players right i mean that that that's insanity that's so many people 
analytics population. Hang on. Yeah, analytics population. Let's see what Charlemagne says. Yeah, I mean, PvP is down to like 429,000 players in, in Destiny. Well, you, you get down to, to for a 24-hour period on a weekend when there's trials. That's pretty low. And that makes it more likely for you to run into cheaters. Even PvE live service games have anti-cheat because guess what? Cheaters can ruin your PvE experience as well. They can. Certainly they can, Wheeze. It's a half a million accounts, not players. Okay, Murph, I want you to consider something with me. It's half a million accounts, and those are the accounts that they caught. So is cheating prevalent, right? Now, cheating on console, is it cheating on console really that prevalent? Not right now, it's not. Could it become more prevalent, you know, if it becomes easier and easier for people to do? Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Aren't most of the bands from PC and not console? Yes. This is why a little bit ago I said cheat uh cheating on console is going to come down to detection and enforcement because the actual software is not running natively on the console. So, how do you detect it? How do you enforce? Somebody had really good game, are you going to be like, "Yep, they're cheating?" Probably not. Probably not. That wouldn't make any sense. Just because somebody has a good game, you can't be like, yeah, they're cheating. You'd have to look for anomalous behavior and stats that stands out and seems bizarre. And then you'd have to monitor that player for, for you know, a certain period of time to determine whether or not they're cheating. Because Torchwood's saying, the beauty of console, you can brick a console and cheaters are not as likely to invest on more consoles to cheat on one game. I'm telling you what, you're going to brick a console. You better, number one, you better be really, really sure they're cheating. And number two, does Sony really want to do that? If you're cheating in Call of Duty Warzone, does Sony want to brick your console? No, they don't. Why? You're a revenue source for them. Does Microsoft want to brick your console because you were cheating in Fortnite? No, they don't want to brick your freaking console. They don't want to do that. That's your revenue source for them. So if, if people are flocking to console to get away from cheating, and cheating comes to consoles in greater numbers than they're presently at at the, at the moment, the question's going to become detection enforcement. But they're not going to break for cheating in one game. They're breaking for infringing on the hardware and modifying it. I mean, I, but again, I, we don't even know if they're doing that, Torchwood. We don't even know if they're doing that. What revenue? Well, at least on Sony, online play is free. It's free on Microsoft. That is true. But that's a new development, Eugene. So Microsoft could have a vested interest in breaking your console. But you have to understand something. If you brick their console and there's multiple users on that console or they play multiple games and that's the one they're cheating in, but they're spending money in other games, they're getting revenue on that. You know? Look at my last comment. How far up do I have to scroll? Where'd you make the comment? I I don't see it. 
a coup to Papa. I don't see where you made it. I just did three, four, five, six scrolls. Oh, here it is. It would actually be easier to detect cheats, especially aimbots on console, because consoles are a controller. Every movement has a max speed. If you maximize the sensitivity, you can move three inches in 0.5 seconds. Anything more than that is definitely cheating. As far as we know, the aimbot's not about movement. It's about shooting for you, so I don't even know if that would be detectable because it's not... I don't think it's moving for them. I think it's... Maybe it is. Maybe it is a coup de papa, so maybe maybe they will be able to detect... Like I said, anomalous behavior would be something they'd have to scan for. Bricking the console ruins the second-hand market. A cheater bricks their console, sells it, buys another. Now someone unknowingly buys a bricked console. Likely leaving. Right. I don't think bricking consoles is going to be something... But here's the problem, though, Gilly. They've talked about bricking hardware of repeat offenders. Is it really... Is it really on them? Or no, I'm sorry. Banning hardware on repeat offenders. So then they would, if they got the hardware banned, they would sell it, and then somebody wouldn't be able to play that game. It's a, it's a big dilemma because is it is it Microsoft's responsibility to say, hey, this person bought an Xbox, we just banned this hardware in Call of Duty Warzone. That person sells the Xbox, and the secondary market picks it up, grabs it, somebody buys it, and then that person can't play Call of Duty, and is like, I don't understand what's going on. Well, you just you you just you just bought a console that was cheating, right? Secondhand market is always buyers buyer beware. Yeah, fundamentally, is it Microsoft's responsibility to ensure that cheaters are punished or that the 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 secondary market is 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 kept clean? You see what I'm saying? You certainly, if you're Microsoft, you certainly don't want the secondary market flooded with bricked consoles. That's not a good look. I mean, I'll admit that. I'll admit that. If you're Microsoft, and suddenly there's reports that the secondary the secondary market of re, you know reselling consoles, used consoles, is being flooded with bricked consoles, I mean, that's that's not the greatest look. Like buyer beware, you know, don't go and buy reused Xboxes. They're bricked. They're bricked. And then, <laughs> do you see? And then these these uh, these 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 cheaters are basically just hopping to another one. And now you got an angry customer, you know. And then and then and then and then they can't pay they can't pay Microsoft any money. They can't pay, they can't be get on the subscription funnel. They can't get on you know Game Pass. It's not Microsoft's responsibility to purify a market. They don't want in existence anyway. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, what's good, Geritol? Uh, there are a few uh, games I won't even try to play. There are a few games I won't even try to play because of cheaters. It's frustrating enough, and I suck at many of them. I get that, Geritol. <laughs> 500 votes have come in. There's a, there's a poll in chat. Has cheating in video games driven you to play any of them less? 66% of the audience said yes. 66 said yes. And 33% said no. So, I'm going to end that poll. We're going to let that one come to a close. 
The Spotify can detect if my family members not living under the same roof. Who's to say Activision couldn't ban accounts with location and address? It's, yeah, it's just complicated. You can't start doling out address bans, IP bans, or hardware bans willy-nilly. I just, I don't think it's that simple. These companies have a lot of things, uh, they have a lot of things at stake. They have a lot of things at stake, and the public's perception of the problem is, I don't know, is bricking a permanent action? Can it be undone if someone buys a secondhand console? 500 votes means there should be 500 upvotes. Yeah, I agree. Hair's looking fresh. Thank you. I'm styling it a little bit differently. You guys can't really tell because I'm wearing headphones, but yeah. What if you move? Right. Yeah, I, we, I, I just, it's, you, you can't, you can't just start doling out IP bans and hardware bans and being like, yep, yeah, this will fix the problem. And especially if it doesn't really stop the cheaters and it just creates other problems, you know? Another important question, how much of the cheats could be the exploitation of accessibility features that are targeted for disabled people? Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even Are there cheats that do that? Are there cheats that do that? I don't even know if that if that's how they use them. I assumed most of them simply ran passive and either moved or aimed for you or let you see through walls, you know. And that's what I would think. It would be most of them would be passive. I would I would anticipate that being the most common uh, result. That they they just run them in the background. It's not something that like uses accessibility features if that's the case then there must be a lot yeah I don't think that's how they're doing it I do not think that's how they're doing it the average cheat in a game simply analyzes what it sees and it feeds you information or does things for you that you shouldn't have you either shouldn't have access to the information it's showing you stuff like through the wall or it's doing things for you. Aiming, moving, snap aiming, shooting, all those things. It's not their job to regulate the secondhand market. Also, why would they care? If anything, they don't want you buying anything secondhand. They want you buying shiny new stuff. Well, yes and no, Infinite Rest. Yes and no. Alright, I want you to imagine that you make a product, okay? And there are people that buy your product in a variety of ways and versions and one of the ways they buy your product is they find it resold on eBay Amazon or these other places okay and that product is a catalyst is a catalyst for you to make money let's look at phones as a perfect example I let's say I make phones and when I sell the phones to people they then also give me money for services on the phone. So right now, that's not how the phone market works because Apple sells you the phone and then you get, you know, Verizon, AT&T, or whoever, okay? Microsoft and Sony make these consoles, and when those consoles are in circulation and people own them, they then in turn give money to Sony and Microsoft for games and services on that console. 
it would be potentially bad and not so great for their bottom line if they started saying buyer beware we're we're handing out you know console bricks to people that are caught cheating and if you buy a reused console you might get one of them well is that really something you want to put out into the market so the cheater gets to win twice they get to ruin people's experiences for a while in a video game then you brick their console now they sell it on the resale market now somebody ends up with a console and they're irritated because they just bought an xbox or a playstation and they can't use it so the cheater gets to win twice and what'd you do you frustrated them for a week or two and now they're coming back with the vengeance you know i I don't think handing out i don't think bricking consoles is going to actually i don't think it's going to solve a problem it's going to make more I just, I don't think so. If someone can't afford the product new, I doubt their ability to be much of a revenue stream from games, and I don't value them over potentially millions of users whose experiences are ruined. Okay, but again, Eugene, are there other avenues of cheat minimization that they could take that would... Do you see what I'm saying? Like... Like, cheat minimization is is not necessarily about going in the room and swinging the brick the console axe. There's other things they could do. You see what I'm saying? There are plenty of people that might buy... A, a, maybe it's an extra console for their kids, and that's why they're looking on Amazon and eBay for a cheaper one. Like, maybe... Maybe it's a PS5 or an Xbox Series X, and they can't friggin' find them. You know... So that's why they're going to the resale market. Again, I don't think you want to let cheaters win twice where they corrupt the secondhand market with a bunch of bricked consoles. Of course, Sony and Microsoft care about the secondhand market. Uh, They're a consumer too. The guy that sold doesn't matter. The guy buying into your ecosystem does. It doesn't matter if they buy new. That's, That's the point I'm trying to make is you're creating now you're creating a secondary ripple effect problem it's like ooh we got the cheater so now he can't cheat and then now someone's running the risk of buying a bricked console and now you got now you got a consumer that's disappointed and angry and now they're they can't give you money because I guess the question too would be how many of these consoles are sold in a given in a given month or year, and how much would that console market then be saturated? I mean, imagine five hundred thousand banned Call of Duty accounts. Let's just say two hundred thousand of those ended up being bricked consoles. That is a lot of freaking consoles flooding the secondary market. Two hundred thousand. Let's just say a hundred thousand. A fraction of the banned accounts. 500,000 banned accounts in Call of Duty Warzone. Let's say 100,000 of those accounts ended up getting getting consoles bricked. You got 100,000 consoles now in circulation that nobody can do anything with. Perfectly good hardware, and no one can do anything with it. If they buy it, if they, you know, wherever they end up getting it. Do you really think that Sony and Microsoft want tens of thousands of busted bricked consoles in circulation come on you gotta think long term here watch your gameplay of ghost of tsushima i can't wait for the director's cut ah yeah we're playing more today 
more Ghost of Tsushima today, and then we're going to play Arcade Geddon on SNTR Gaming. Rick consoles are from repeat offenses, so you got to cut that number down even more. No. You think that 500,000 accounts getting banned from Call of Duty, you don't think 100,000 of those are repeat offenders? I got news for you. Out of that 500,000, I'd bet closer to 200,000. I'd bet half of those bans are repeat offenders. I, I bet. I bet close to half are repeat offenders. That's why they said they were their banned accounts. You know, even if it's 50,000, that's a number. Okay, so they said in the report that we read today, every time Call of Duty does a ban wave, it's about 30,000. You think every time they're doing a ban wave, you want a percentage of those ban waves to be bricked consoles? Let's say they do a ban wave of 30,000, and 5,000 of those are bricked consoles. That means every single time they do a ban wave, you're talking about flooding the market with busted, unusable consoles. Come on, that's terrible! That's terrible, and think of it this way. If someone's cheating in Call of Duty, does that mean that they don't play Fortnite legit and buy skins on the console? That they don't have a PlayStation subscription and download free games and spend microtransactions? Just because they're cheating in Call of Duty doesn't mean that those 30,000 accounts are not revenue streams for Sony and Microsoft. 500,000 accounts were banned and climbing for Call of Duty Warzone. I guarantee you a pretty good percentage of those people are revenue streams for Microsoft and Sony. They have subscriptions. They play, they pay, they buy stuff. So, it's the whales that are microtransactions. Devs don't care about the guy being frugal and spending a little cash here and there. It's like people buying used versus new hardware games. Yeah, but that's not necessarily true. Somebody could literally be buying a secondhand Xbox for their kid and their kid's a whale. You just don't know. You can't draw that assumption out. Like you could you could literally have people being like, dude, my kid goes crazy with the spending. I'm gonna get this thing secondhand and they can buy as many Fortnite skins as they want. You really think cheaters only cheat in one game? That's not what I said. You're putting words in my mouth now. I said out of the five hundred thousand banned accounts. It wouldn't surprise me if a pretty good percentage of those people are revenue streams for Sony and Microsoft. Sure, they probably do play other games legitimately or buy things in other games. Maybe they just can't get enough of some other weird MMO or, I don't know, some weird game that they just... You just never know. Even still, maybe they don't. Maybe they cheat in every single game they've ever played, but they're still paying for a subscription fee. Maybe they're paying for Game Pass because they like to try out the free games. Or maybe they pay for Game Pass because their kids have it. I thought you said something like that. No, I did not say that. I did, I did not say that. I did not say that every single person banned for cheating only cheats in one game. I said there's probably people that maybe they play legitimately in Fortnite. Maybe they buy skins. Like... There are there is a large percentage of people probably that get banned in video games that are a con, are, are a continued revenue stream for that platform. Think of it this way. Look at Steam as an example, okay? If you get dev banned from a game in Steam, Steam doesn't ban you. Why? 
because Steam probably can run the report and they know that there's a percentage of people getting dev banned that continue to be a revenue stream for Steam. So they, they didn't ban me from Steam when Bungie unjustly dev banned me and provided me with no reason. I didn't break I didn't break any TOS. They just dev banned me and when I asked for a reason or I appealed it, they just closed the ticket. Didn't even provide me with a reason. Okay? Now Steam didn't turn around and ban me from Steam because some other company dev banned me. Why? Because Steam is in the business of protecting Steam. Steam doesn't give a rip about Bungie. They don't care what they're doing. They care about making money. And part of their money and part of their revenue stream is people that maybe get banned from a game because they decided to rage cheat, but they still buy other games. You know what I mean? A cheater does not just cheat in one game. They'll cheat in multiple games. That's what I'm saying. And that's not going to be universally true deep down you know that's not universally true I guarantee you there are people right now that cheat in destiny that play other games legitimate why they don't want to risk losing all their stuff maybe they play Fortnite full time with their buddies they got all kinds of skins they have a good time and they like to cheat in destiny just to be a jerk and then they go back to Fortnite and they play legitimate There are plenty of people who probably rage cheat in one game while playing another legitimately. They don't want to risk their account. They don't want to risk their stuff. You know, they just like to go into this free-to-play game and just they're just an a-hole, right? They love it. Now, a large percentage of cheaters, yes, it's very likely if they cheat, right, they're going to cheat in another game. You could probably play the odds on that and say 75% of the people that are caught cheating in one game are far more likely to cheat in another you probably take that to the bank. Yeah. A small percentage cheat in one game or there's probably I would it, it you would probably be surprised. I bet we'd be surprised. The number of people that cheat in a game like Call of Duty or Destiny and that's the only game they really focus on cheating in. Why? Well, because of the way the cheat software works, the subscription software works and because a lot of these people are repeat offenders, so they're not going to keep risking every game they play. If they're heavily invested in, let's say they're heavily invested in Fortnite or Call of Duty, and they got a bunch of skins unlocked, but they think it's fun to cheat in Destiny, right? A lot of these guys are literally just agents of chaos. They don't give a frick. They don't care how many accounts they have to make. It's free to play. They jump in. They load up the cheat software. They have some fun. And then when they go back and play Call of Duty with their buddies or Fortnite, they're like, well, I'm not going to cheat over here. I got all my unlocks. I got all my skins. I got all my stuff that I earned. I'm not going to risk that. You know? Half the fun for these cheaters is to figure out how to cheat and break the game and ruin it for others. Right. Sometimes that's literally all they're trying to do is they're just trying to cause frustration for other people. Right. I agree with Lono a bit there. Something like my Destiny account, my Apex account, my World of Warcraft account, uh, I would never think about cheating. I'd be scared to lose everything. Right. You, 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 there are people that get to a point where they're like, I'm sick of this game and they cheat or they rage cheat, right? But that doesn't mean they're going to go cheat in all the other games. However, once they do, it probably becomes a, an inclination and a tick of like, ah, uh, it feel good to cheat in this game. I cheated in another game, right? Hey, somebody else ordered some coffee. A lot of coffee orders today. A bag going to Dannenheim. Thank you, Dan. That's a lot of coffee orders today. How many is that? 
one, two, three, four, five coffee orders. Thank you so much. Also, the idea that someone is willing to spend hundreds, if not thousands, on software and subs, but Box is spending 500 instead of 350 on the hardware is hilarious. Being worried about the secondhand market. Eugene, I, I think you're underestimating how much Sony and Microsoft stand to make from the re- from the secondhand market and if they flood that market with bricked consoles that's bad for them like you have to create an incentive for them to brick the console Eugene you've not created one how many people are canceling their Xbox Game Pass or their Sony PlayStation Plus because of cheaters? How many people are doing that? That's it. I'm done. Microsoft and Sony aren't getting another cent from me. I'm sick of the cheating. Until you really, really motivate Microsoft and Sony to brick a console, secondhand market is just one of the litany of reasons they're not going to do it. There's like a laundry list of reasons as to why they are not going to brick a console. Number one, the person who's cheating is a potential revenue source. They're giving money to the company. They're paying for PlayStation. They're paying for Game Pass. They're buying skins in games. Like the idea that people with apparently just throw away money, they buy cheats, they subscribe to cheats, the, the idea that they don't spend a dime on the console they don't spend a dime in the marketplace I don't know about that they probably do they probably do a percentage of them do you, 500,000 accounts get banned from Call of Duty you think every single one of those accounts is a non-revenue generating account for the platforms that they play on I, I highly doubt it I guarantee you they're a revenue stream you brick the console that console now does nothing it generates no money for Sony So, Sony and Microsoft made the console, created it, put it together, shipped it, sold it, with a potential revenue return on every console in the market. Every console in the market is a potential revenue return for Microsoft and Sony. And you're talking about, with regularity, starting today and for the next year, if they started bricking consoles, you're talking about regularly chopping off portions of the consoles in circulation from ever generating another dime for Sony and Microsoft. You're never going to convince them to do it. Ever. Because they would speculate it out. They'd run a simulation and they'd say, if we start bricking consoles on repeat cheat cheaters in Apex, Call of Duty and Fortnite, we start bricking consoles for this reason. How many thousands in a given month are we bricking? How many thousands in a year? Four, five, six. Spec it out for five years. How many bricked consoles will then be in circulation? And they they add it all up. And that number signifies loss of revenue for them. Because market saturation, having all those consoles out there, are all potential ROIs for the company. Right? Right? YouTube supports picture-in-picture mode now? Oh, it does? Without paying for... Are you paying for premium? We're talking potentially what they could do if this problem becomes what it is on PC or worse. Here's the issue, though, Eugene. Here's the issue. Microsoft and Sony 
are not feeling the pain of cheating suddenly increasing in Call of Duty. Right? They're they're not feeling that pain. I don't think you're going to ever see a measurable amount of people that are like, I'm done. No more Game Pass. No more Sony PlayStation Plus. I'm done. I'm not supporting Sony and Microsoft because somebody was cheating in Call of Duty. I don't think consumers will make that connection in a large enough number to ever motivate these companies to brick a console. I just don't think so. Five years from now? No. I don't think so then either. Why? Because it's more important for that console to be out there in circulation generating potential revenue. Subscription, a game purchase, an in-game purchase, all of that. Buffy, Buffy Buff is Buffy with a $10 tip through Super Chat. I almost never get the chance to listen live because of my work schedule, but I listen to every second of your content through my work week on Spotify. Love the content. Love you. will always support. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. It wasn't. You could do background play, but not picture in picture. Uh, Picture in picture has been around for a long time now. Maybe it was a recent update. Yeah, I can't get it to do picture-in-picture. Are you on an Android? I'm on my phone right now, and I can't can't do picture-in-picture. Like, if I slide up, it just closes the app. Do you need to go full screen in order for it to work? If I go full screen? No, it's not doing picture-in-picture on the iPhone. Oh, you're on an Apple? Did you have to turn it on? I don't even have the I don't even have the option to do it. Like I'm I'm playing it right now. I think that's a premium feature. That's why he's on Apple. Yeah, but I've never been able to do picture in picture on my Apple. That's literally a feature that they sell for premium. Did they just do that today? I mean, there's a new version of the YouTube app out today. There's a new version that I can update to. Did you just update today? Android has had it for a while. That's why I was confused. Android, I can do picture in picture. They're rolling it out on iOS to everyone. Oh, okay. Well, that'll be it. That'll be nice. That'll be nice. Um. All right. Let, let's move on to another question. Let's move on to another question. That was a long time on that one. ADJC, what Witcher 3 DLC is coming out? I didn't catch what this specifically is. Uh, Witcher 3 DLC is going to be coinciding with the the next gen version of the game. When that comes out, the uh, when that comes out, you're going to be able to get a DLC that's going to coincide with the um, with the the season two of the show. Um, I have picture in picture since you started streaming on YouTube. I've literally had it for years. Picture-in-picture mode is where, like, it minimizes the player um, so that you can you can keep on doing what you're doing and it keeps playing in the background. I don't have it right now. I can't get it to do it. If I go to another app, it closes, it closes the iPhone app and pauses the video. I, I can't get it to go picture-in-picture. Picture. Um... 
Yeah, as soon as I as soon as I close it, it it it, it doesn't it doesn't stay open, it doesn't play. Yeah. So, Android has had pip forever. Well, the iPhone has picture in picture. Like when I run if I run Hulu, okay? If I run Hulu and I and I like close the app or like slide up on the app, it keeps playing. It keeps playing. Like right now, I just opened up Hulu, I clicked on another episode of Modern Family, and I go to close it, and it immediately goes into picture-in-picture mode. So that I can keep watching the episode, even though I'm like going to check my email or something. But my, my the YouTube app is not doing it. If I slide up with something playing, it just closes the entire app. So they might be rolling it out regionally or something. Yeah. You have premium? Yeah, I don't have it. I don't I don't I don't have I don't have premium. Um so you need premium for pip on iPhone. Eugene's saying he's had picture in picture for YouTube on the Android for forever. So since I started watching you here. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. The uh the 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 iPhone hasn't had it for a while, so um wait so it counts the publish oh it counts it in the oh okay and then we got another one we're gonna jump from 9 to 11 for some reason. I'm going to figure out why. Oh, no, 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 no. Never mind. Sorry. I was trying to, I was trying to track something that was happening today, but it was, it's, um, I was misreading it. iPhone box it. He must pay for premium without noticing it. Can't do pip on the iPad though. Kind of disappointed. It sounds like they're rolling it out to more people. So YouTube in general needs to do all kind of stuff <laughs> because we're you know we're we are we are we are still we we still can't make heads or tails of what they expect from us as a live streaming uh, channel. We we still can't like I every day we're like. What do we do right? We don't know. What are we doing wrong? We don't know. It's just like, we're just throwing darts in the dark. Yeah. Yeah, he can't do it on his iPad, but he can do it on his iPhone. So Torchwood's not accidentally paying for premium either. It's not picture in picture. Yes, it is. His first image is picture in picture. He can see Discord and the video is still playing. That's literally what picture in picture is.
yeah, when you do premium, it yeah, it doesn't it doesn't hurt me at all. Um, Ghostface with a question. Is cheating an opportunity for devs to get creative? I.e., if someone is aimbotting and there's a live bounty set against them for all their players to hunt them, both friendly and enemy. I mean, no. Listen, if I'm a player of your game, this is the last thing I want you to spend development time on. Twitter just announced the revamp verification process. Yeah, I tried to get re-verified like a month ago and they said I didn't qualify, which is hilarious because I did qualify previously. Yeah. Qualified previously, it randomly went away. Mysterious timing on when it went away. And then when I reapply, they're like, yeah, you don't you don't you don't qualify. Really? Last week they announced it. I mean that they were they weren't super they weren't super big on it um, until like a month ago they kind of announced it on May twentieth. They said, "Can you verify?" And they have a blog. They had that they had they tweeted about it. And then I'm seeing on July 9th we've relaunched verification, but our work isn't done yet. We'll continue to listen to your feedback to improve our policy in the application process. Um, we've heard your feedback uh, that we can be more clear on why an application didn't get approved. Decision emails will now give more context on why requests don't meet our criteria. Here's a breakdown of things to note before applying. Again, after 30 days. Authenticity. If you're using a website to verify your authenticity, it must be the website for verified organization. The website must also reference your name and Twitter account. Follower count. For any company, brand, organization, and those applying as an active, influential individual, your follower account must be in the top 0.05% of active accounts located in the same geographic region. Uh, journalists, different policy there. Uh, journalists. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't, I don't even, I don't. It's now they're saying that if, if a publication references me, if there's a publication that references SNTR Presents, they have to reference my Twitter account as well. What, who the frick does that? Like, even the articles that I use in the past to get verified, back when I got verified, and then they took it away, um, that even those articles didn't reference my Twitter account. That doesn't make any sense. 
I think reverence means it has to be linked. Right. So imagine, imagine somebody writes an article about SNTR presents as a podcast, right? Because that's that's what I do. I have a YouTube channel and I do a podcast, and I I use my Twitter account to talk about that podcast. You expect an article about SNTR presents me and my podcast to link to my Twitter account. Do you see how that doesn't make any sense at all? Let's say that I sold dog collars and I had a website and an email address and a couple articles written about my dog collars. Do you think any of those articles are going to link to my Twitter account? No. They're going to link to the dog collars. Why? Because I'm a company and a brand that sells dog collars. It's it's, It's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. No one's going to write an article about a company, brand, or entity and be like, oh, by the way, we want to make sure in the article to link to your Twitter. I don't want you linking to my Twitter. I want you linking to my product, my website. If we had, if we had a, uh, you know, if, if we had an account for, I don't even know. Dog callers is the best, is the best example I'll give you. kind of does they need it to be linked so that they can prove that's your handle and you're say who you are no it's as simple as this if I own the domain if I own the dot com and the email address and I'm reaching out to you and I can confirm through the website and the email address that I'm the owner so Google makes you verify. Like if you're going to try and go to Google for for uh, email. Let's say I own sntrpresents.com and I want to go get the email address through Google. Lono at sntrpresents.com. Okay? Google makes me take a little string of code and they make me put it into sntrpresents.com. Well, I can't do that because sntrpresents.com brings you to YouTube. But... For a temporary resolution, I could make SNTRPresents.com land somewhere on the SNTR network, and then I could have Creature put that code in there, and then I could get the SNTR Presents email. So if I own SNTRPresents.com as a domain, I have the email address. You can send me a verification email to my email address and have me put that string of code on the website. I just verified to you, I, I own all the property. Oh, and by the way, I own the Twitter account, SNTR Presents, and I'm reaching out to you for verification. You see what I mean? Oh no, we need a journalist to write an article that links back. Like, what?
Yeah, dog collars for dogs or dog collars for people. I mean, if it's the right size, you bear. Why were you unverified, though? Did Twitter tell you? No. No. See, people try to cite TOS as why I lost my Twitter verification. Oh, he went dormant for six months. No, I didn't. It's not true. Had had recently been tweeting, as well as DMing, as well as using the like button. So no, I wasn't dormant for six months. The account didn't go inactive. I had been tweeting, I had replied to a few tweets, I had liked a few tweets, and I had been DMing. So if they ran some sort of a report, they would have been like, he's active. I don't have to tweet every day. Hilariously enough, if they're like, oh, you didn't tweet enough. Oh, well, really? You don't police your platform. I got harassed mercilessly for an entire weekend when I tweeted. So to use that as the reason to take it away would be laughable. Just like Bungie, they said nothing to me. They just took it away. And then people like, well, you don't get banned unless you break the rules or break TOS. Really? It's literally in the TOS that they can just take it away for any reason they see fit. Why would that be in the TOS if they had to follow TOS? Like, give me a freaking break. And if it's because I didn't have enough activity, they would have told me that. I had somebody, I'm, I'm still connected to people in the industry, I had somebody look into it, and they didn't get an answer on why it was taken. Do you want to know why somebody won't provide you a reason when you're banned or lose your verification? Do you want to know why you don't get a reason? Because there's not a legitimate one. very suspicious to me listen when things are done on the up and up companies will communicate with you 
<laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Hey, why was I banned? Why did I lose my verification badge? If it's legitimate, then the inquiry is a simple exchange of information. Hey, why'd you do that? Oh, right here, according to our records, here's the reasoning. When they don't say anything in response and basically just ice you and just ghost you, (laughs) why do you think that is? It's that simple. I asked the purple platform for any and all evidence regarding my my account termination and my contract termination. And to this day, they still haven't provided it to me. And now that it's been over a year... Yeah. (laughs) We'll be looking into our options. Because you have to provide that. There's an, op- there, there's an actual obligation in that regard. So. It's that simple. If there's a legitimate reason, if there's legitimate evidence, then you would provide it when the inquiry comes through. Oh, yeah, here it is. You know? There's plenty of people who've gotten banned and they, they, from, from Purple. And they're like, why? Where's the evidence? Where's Where did I do the thing you're saying I did? And they don't get a response. That kind of power abuse will come back to haunt you. <clears throat> you can't do that for very long and, and be a respectable business and, and not and not run into all kind of problems. You can't do that kind of stuff. So. <clears throat> um, anyway, to answer Ghostface's question about cheating, I already kind of said, I wouldn't want them to spend an ounce of time or resources on this. Like, if you're caught cheating, you'll be targeted in the game and publicly shamed, and your guns will be disabled. I, I just I, that that feels like a that feels like a, a fool's errand. And Dan says, "What if the cursed, what if the curse the console make the user watch one minute of ads every fifteen minutes for ninety days?" Yeah, again, this is funny and and hilarious and a way to make money off of cheaters, but. I'm, I'm telling you right now, the last thing these companies want to do, the last thing these companies want to do is put consoles in circulation that can't make them money. Yeah, you don't distribute 8 million PlayStation 5s and then brick, you know, 25,000 of them over the course of a 12-month period, right? You don't do that. That hurts your ROI. There's projected ROI on every single one of those consoles that are in circulation, whether it's a PlayStation 4, a PlayStation 4 Pro, or the PS5. Bricking tens of thousands of them would would not be in their best interest. Not at all. Not at all.
Announce that there's a cheater on the field? Yeah, yeah. Cheater on the field. And like everybody goes and kills the cheater. So I I I I don't I don't know. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that I have the solution, but there's a handful of things that we kind of debated today that I I don't think would 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 help. So <clears throat> yeah, cheater only lobbies. There are some games that do that. There are some games that, that do the cheater only lobby thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, we are playing two games today. Um, and if you haven't been here for a while and you came back today, or you've been super faithful. Uh, if you know any of the people that used to be here and used to hang out in the Discord and they're they're not, we are consistently asking for feedback uh, through the Discord would be probably one of the best ways. Um, topic selection is obviously dependent on gaming news. And then we have a gaming news section in the Discord to kind of crowdsource um, to, to crowdsource uh, gaming news. So if you want to dictate what we talk about or influence what we talk about, uh, that is that is one way to do it. Uh, you can submit those things inside of the uh, inside of the Discord, um, as well as with Q and A for paying members. Uh, that's another way you can influence uh, what we end up talking about. Um, so we're we are obviously trying to figure things out. We're not wanting to dwell on the negative, but I am I am looking at a lot of different things right now with respect to like doing what's getting support and Q&A and memberships are intrinsically linked and that's going really really well, so we're going to continue uh to back that. Uh, some of these other things and ideas that we've had with with gameplay on this channel and gameplay over on gaming. Um, if you guys like that, uh, make sure you support it. Uh, make sure, like, if, hey, man, I love it when you play new games in the afternoon. Do your best, you know, to, to get folks and rally the troops to show up. Um, we're constantly sort of analyzing what we're doing as a business and and what we're kind of investing in and so right now what we've been doing for i don't even know how long it's been it's been i forget when the exact date was that we did it but it's been a while when we brought gameplay back to this channel and we also do gameplay over on uh the gaming channel when was that it was when we covered um it was when we covered it was here it was one month ago the Outriders news when they had that big drop on May 21st, so May all the way to June, we're about a week away from two months of this format of a talk show in the morning and gameplay in the afternoon, and then we do gameplay over on gaming as well. Um, I, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking I should have just went with my gut because it's like we, we hurt gaming by doing that. SNTR gaming is taking a bit of a dive because we house the gameplay here and 
we're not we're not we're not getting what we lost on gaming so if you like the fact that we do gameplay here um if you have if you have ideas of other ways to do it or influence it maybe you want to use the video game voting that's on one of the tiers of membership that's something we could do in the discord um any input or ideas that you guys have about that be sure to uh put that in the discord and that would be a uh, a great way for us to kind of continue to weigh what we're doing. Um, I don't want to make changes because we've been doing this for two months. So we're on the cusp of some really big games coming out, and we want to make sure that we're 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 housing gameplay well. So if you guys are interested in some of the bigger titles that are on the horizon, like Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. Uh, there's some other games on the horizon as well. There's obviously the big ones. Horizon Forbidden West and Halo Infinite and all that. Right? Um, so, we are we are wanting to make sure we're set up really, really well before all that happens. Because when we did Ratchet and Clank here, it went pretty well, but there does seem to be like a lot of you that if it's Sony-oriented, you just literally don't show up. You're like, if it's Sony, I don't give a crap. That's why we're going to variety on the thumbnails and the topics, because you may give zero rips about a Sony topic, but you'll show up if we're talking about, you know, uh, I don't know, Call of Duty or something, or cheating. Um... And so we want to continue to give you guys that that broad, like, boom, here's what we're covering for the day. Um, and right now, as we're seeing the numbers, we're like, man, this is either a YouTube thing or a dry spell news thing. Holy frick. So we're fine. We're just going to keep doing the format. I think the Q&A and the thumbnail being three topics is a good choice. But gameplay-wise, um, I'm just going to keep saying that because Fight Night died because people didn't support it and that's not me being like rude that's just me being like a good businessman I'm only going to back up I'm only going to support what gets support if that makes sense so if you like something that we're doing voice it promote it and engage with it and you guys have been doing that with Q&A and that's why we know that's the right decision we're like audiences responding positively to Q&A we're going to keep doing it so you guys help craft the show and you guys help craft those decisions because that is, you know, fundamentally th- just the right way to handle a live show. You 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 do what 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 people are supporting. Um so uh while we try and navigate all of that, we don't want to change format, but we also don't want to be stupid and spin our wheels either. Um so we're going to be continuing to kind of analyze you know, is this purely because we took a break? Is this purely because it's a dry spell right now? Like, maybe there's just not not a lot of news, not a lot of searches on YouTube. Um, we're not really sure. Uh, it's like it's 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 like all of a sudden the bottom. I told creatures like every week. I'm like, okay, how much lower can my expectations go? Is what it's felt like ever since we have started this project. So I today intentionally didn't look at anything. I was like, I'm not going to look at the numbers. I'm not going to look at the results because it's distracting and it frustrates me. And it kept me in a better headspace. But as we're getting ready to transition, I see him and I'm like, holy frick, what the frick? Like, you know, so we are open. uh, We are open to feedback. Same thing with gameplay. That's what we're doing right now. Right. We are going over to play 
Ghost of Tsushima. Now, it's on this channel, so live redirect has been working better, okay? Um, you'll be able to just come with us. It should bring you with us. Now, if it doesn't bring you with us, it'll be the featured video, um, it'll be the featured video on the channel. So if you're, like, watching on, like, a TV or something, then you can come back and refresh the main channel, um, or, or you can use the link in chat. I'll put a link in chat. It should bring you with us. Uh, if it doesn't, then, uh, use the link in chat, uh, or refresh the channel page, and there's that. We're also going over to gaming later this afternoon, SNTR Gaming. We're going over there so that we can check out Arcade Geddon. All right? Okay, I'll see you guys over there for Ghost.